I'd never heard this song before, so that really threw me for a loop. Like, it was like it was two, two completely different songs. It sounded like an, an old, uh, you know, stock Attitude Era theme there for a second. <laughs> I guarantee Evanescence made this song. It's Hailstorm, man. Come I know on. who I know who it actually is, but it, I was making a joke, you ass. Oh, you're just trying to say it sounds like Evanescence? Yes. I feel this. Where's Evanescence, Evanescence been? These I was going to say, well, <laughs> fell off the face of the planet, but I thought they were whinier, Evanescence. I thought she was like more like, oh, God, woe is me, type of stuff. Are you listening to the song? All right, fair enough. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> in. It is jobbing out the WrestleMania preview extravaganza. Woo! We got a huge. 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 You. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. My hands are huge. <laughs> well, they actually are because I'm well, yeah, you're a, Yeah, you're a football player. You yeah. should probably have big hands. That would help a lot. All right. Episode, what is this, 54, 55? It's the WrestleMania episode. Well, it like doesn't really it. matter. I like to give it a number anyway. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's Whatever 55. it is. It's, it's 55. It's the Lance Briggs edition. That's it is Terrell Suggs. I was thinking Suggs around these departments, around around this area is where they they would tend to call that. All right, I'm Glenn Clark. That's Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun, and Rolling Stone, and of course that is the main event. Event, 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 event. That's AJ Francis, the Seattle Seahawks, with my sunglasses on. Of course, because why wouldn't? Because we're picking today. This is when the main event has to show. That is true. We have wait, wait. So, so are you saying that like all of your picking powers come from those sunglasses? Correct. It's like the demon paint for Finn Balor. Wow. Strong. Wow. You didn't do so well last time. Uh, just as a but he, was, he wasn't. Did I lose? He wasn't wearing you his sunglasses last time. You didn't lose to Patrick, but you lost to the two of us. That's fine. I don't care. Oh, you don't, <laughs> you don't care if you lose to us? Except I do have an idea for a stipulation. Okay, okay. we got to talk about that. So here's the deal. we got a big show. Huge show. Huge. Well, well, it's the big show. That's what we got for you today. Uh, this week, we will be picking WrestleMania and NXT TakeOver Dallas. Mm-hmm. Against a celebrity of sorts. The takeover picks were made. He's not going to be joining us, but he's already made them. Yep. Were made by a former teammate of uh, AJ's, a Super Bowl champion, a man who is hosting a charity basketball game on Saturday at the Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore. Find out more by going to torysmith.org. Tory Smith made the takeover picks. More importantly, much more importantly, the WrestleMania picks that we will be competing against were made by Tory's grandmother. And Tori's grandma is an avid watcher, but... She is everything that a wrestling fan should be. She absolutely is. So we're in, we're up against it this week when it comes to our picks. This isn't like getting a buy like we got from Patrick, although still a couple of you had to sweat it out. Ooh, did I ever? <laughs> did I ever? Yeah, only one of us could, uh, could sit back and enjoy the final match of the evening. Uh, the rest of you had to sweat it out. This week we're going up against a pro. We're going up against someone who knows a thing or two about a thing or two when it comes to wrestling and Tori Smith's grandmother. So again, we're going to be picking all of them. We're going to pick Takeover against Tori, then WrestleMania against Tori's grandmother. But we also have somebody else that'll be that, picking yeah. WrestleMania with us. Correct. Now I don't think we're going to put him in the stipulations. We're not. No. Yeah. He's he's just giving his uh, thoughts about it. But he should have some great thoughts. No question about that. Former NXT star, former WWE general manager. Brad Maddox is going Brad to join us on Maddie. this week's program. Possibly Mad Braddox as he's been going by right. uh, lately. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, as if all of that weren't enough. But wait, there's more? Yeah, but wait, there's more. Uh, AJ, you have developed a friendship with one of uh, the men that will be joining us on this show. Uh, I will allow you to do the honors. Yes, um, and this is good that you're allowing me to do this because who this person is that will be joining us for our final segment Um is a hero of mine, 
uh, hero of everyone here, probably. I can't imagine. And a WWE Hall of Famer. His name is Brett's the Hitman Hart. Well, all he's doing now is kicking Cancer's ass the way that oh, he kicked everyone's and, ass in and the ring. is he ever doing that? No doubt about that. Now, here's the reason why I think this is good. Because I think the stipulation this time Ooh. should be if you lose to Tori's grandmother, whoever wins between the three of us... okay. Gets to put you in a sharpshooter. Oh Jesus! For a second. Thirty seconds. Let me let me stop you for a second. For thirty seconds. First of all, everyone taps out before thirty seconds. So that's not. uh... I feel as though that particular stipulation. Don't be a little bitch. Most benefits you. Not really. Can we physically put you in a sharpshooter? Is the question. Yes, you can. Do you really think that? Aaron. But I don't think Aaron's going to win. I think I'm going to win. Right, I know. So you want to put Aaron in a sharpshooter. I actually think you're going to win. On my show today. Because I think you're, you were perfect last time, and that never happened. That's true. You don't go and, back to back. That's a great point. You definitely I don't go back to back. I'm going to put you in a sharpshooter, and I'm going to have you tapping out. Oh, I will tap out in a second. I will be a <laughs> right. bitch. There's no question about that. Uh, earlier on my show, Aaron, by the way, AJ said that he would like to put you in a steel cage with Brock Lesnar. Correct. To, okay. to have him end your life. Makes I mean, sense. he did mention that. You he know. didn't, he didn't bring up the fact that there was another stipulation that made me choose that. Oh yeah, the, the two options. Oh, were the, I, I saw the, I either saw the steel earlier. cage with Brock or, Lesnar or, or make me watch the debates. In Correct. a windowless room, right. The, the, yeah. That means you hate me more than anybody else? No, well, he just, I mean, he he just, just threw, threw, threw it out there. Oh, you just threw a name <laughs> out there. I said, think right. of somebody who you really don't like. Like, for example, Aaron Oster. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And AJ said, oh, yeah, that definitely. I definitely put I would Aaron pay Oster. a lot of money, more than nine ninety nine, to see Aaron versus Brock Lesnar in a steel cage match. <laughs> I would like to see that. <laughs> well, I, I just I have would. to go uh, Peter Parker against Bonesaw and uh, oh, yeah, Spider-Man just there. Just, just kind of climb up there and Bonesaw is ready. God, that was a great scene. So, let's start by making our NXT picks for this week. Um, now, you have Tori's picks. I have picks. Tori's picks, so I suggest that I will say who Tori's pick. You okay. guys go around. Well, you, go, you always make the first pick is the thing. No, it will work just as well because I'll do Tori's picks. You guys go around. And, and then I'll you come back and you make the last pick. All right, very good. So, I will make the next. We'll go this way or go that way? It doesn't matter. I'll go next. Matter. I'll go next. Okay, I'll, I'll make the first pick this time around. Uh, we got six matches on NXT TakeOver Dallas. Uh, which both of us will be at, of course. Oh, shut Friday up! Friday night. I will be in the third row. Uh, do the I thing. Will not be do in... the thing. Ask, uh, tell people, you know, where you're gonna be. Oh uh, yeah, we're, we're both flying in uh, Thursday, so hopefully you guys are listening. If you're going to be in Dallas, you're probably listening to this on the plane ride in. Uh, me and AJ, we're arriving Thursday afternoon. We are going to be around Dallas pretty much all weekend. I know Thursday we're going to be Wale Mania, Friday NXT, uh, and set- I'll be at Access twice on Friday. I thought Saturday that you were. Oh no, yeah, you're right. It is Saturday. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say. Sat- Aaron's keeping your yeah, schedule. Saturday we're doing different things. He's doing the WWE thing all day. He's doing Access. He's doing the Hall of Fame. I'm- He's a mark. Okay. I mean, I like, also, yeah. I also paid for that. Well, oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd probably do it too if I paid for it. But uh, I'm doing the indie thing. I'm going to Ring of Honor. I'm going to the WWN Super Show. So you'll. Do you, you know who you're me- do you know who you're meeting yet, by the way? Yes. Um. What? Uh, I'm meeting Kevin Owens. And, Whoa, that doesn't suck. And Roman Reigns. So I'm pretty excited. Well, I mean, I don't know how you have pants on. Knowing you. <laughs> I mean, he may not when he comes up on yeah, Saturday. Right. Uh, so if you're anywhere wrestling Saturday, you'll probably see one of us there. Sunday we're I'm doing very hard to miss. Sunday we're doing Mania <laughs> Crawl. We're doing Mania, of course, the six-hour Mania show, as we'll get to that later. And uh, Monday we're going to Raw. All right, very good. So uh, on Twitter, hit him up. 
Uh, yeah, we'll we'll be posting from the uh, show's account, Jobbing Out Show, on Twitter. Yes. We'll be posting from our personal account. So if you want to buy us beers or anything. I would post from the Jobbing Out Show account, but I don't know how to get onto it. So it's <laughs> not an option for me. All right, uh, first match, Aaron, for first match, TakeOver. Um, well, it was a match, actually, that we saw out in Philly at the NXT show that we went to. Uh, it's you know, the, the least match on the card. It's a great card. Uh, Apollo Crews and Elias Sampson going at it. I, I mean, I just cannot sense any way that they no. have Elias Sampson beat Apollo Crews. Like, there's just no way you I can mean, I could. Why? I mean... If they want to get Elias Sampson over, over they kind of have to. But they've to. been pushing Apollo Crews. It appears as though you got a couple of Apollo guys Cruz that Apollo Crews has lost more matches than he's won in the last I, month. I hear you, but this is a big match. I feel as though you have to have him win this one to get him. It seems as though they want Apollo Crews to be regularly in the title picture moving True. forward. In order to get him there, he can't lose to Elias okay. Sampson. Well, so I hope that... Apollo Crews isn't the pick. Well, you're going to let Tori make his picks first? Yeah, oh. Tori has Damn to make it. his pick. My bad. My bad. I screwed it up already. Uh, Tori's pick is, in fact, Elias Sampson. Now, granted, he doesn't watch NXT. So, so he has is, no idea. So these right. are just blind picks. Fair enough. But he very well could be right. Uh, it's, there's I, only two options. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like he's picking somebody else. All right, so yes, Apollo Crews. Uh, I'm kind of thinking the same way you are. Elias Sampson just doesn't seem ready for prime time right now, and get, putting this win would put him pretty much right in contention for whoever comes out of the title match. Uh, I don't see that happening, so I'm going with Apollo Crews. All right. And I am going with Apollo Crews as well. Okay. And the main reason I'm going with Apollo Crews is, well, you'll hear why later, because uh, of another pick that I'm making. All right. Fair enough. All right. Next. Uh, we got the grudge match here. We have Austin Aries making his takeover debut against one Baron Corbin. Tory's pick is Baron Corbin. This is tough because... I feel like there's no way that you have Austin Aries drop his first big match. Now, that being said, if you're, I don't know where you're going with Baron Corbin, right? Like, I don't know what the plan is. I, I have sensed that he's a guy that they could push up to the main roster sooner than later. And if it was going to be quickly, then I think you have him lose because I think it benefits Austin Aries. If he's going to be around for a little while and you want – this to continue a little bit and Austin Aries to work with Baron Corbin going into the summer, then I could see you have him winning and then ultimately Austin Aries goes over a little bit closer to SummerSlam. At the end, you brought in Austin Aries. He's a rock star. It's take. I, I think you have to have Austin Aries win the match. Yeah, I've been going back and forth on it as well. The thing for me, I really, and I, I've said this before, I think this year could be the year of Baron Corbin in NXT. I think they are positioning him in a way to be a you know, if he's not going to be the main event, he's going to be a constant presence at the top of the card. I don't, you know, I don't know when he'll win it. I bet you by the end of the year he does win the NXT title unless they decide to call him up early, which wouldn't shock me at all. He's a guy that Vince certainly would love. He has the look, he has the character, and he insults indie talents. What's not to love when it comes to Vince? I mean. Um, so because of that, I'm actually leaning Baron Corbin here. I know that for everything you said makes I hear perfect you. sense. I hear you. But I think this is a potentially a huge moment for Baron Corbin. Right. And with the rest of the card being so face-heavy, uh, I think they need a big heel win at some point in the card, and I'm, I'm looking at Baron Corbin right here. And like I said, I told you that I picked Apollo Crews for a reason. The reason I picked Apollo Crews is because I'm picking Baron Corbin to win this match. Okay. Because I think that Baron Corbin and Apollo Crews eventually will have to meet once again to determine who's going to be a number one contender or whatever way they want to do it. I think that's a feud 
that you did it one time, but I think that you can do it a couple more times. Okay. I mean, I, I could absolutely see this being the, the, what you do for the summer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that that's just the direction, the direction that you go. Uh, you know, I'm actually cool for the summer. Sorry. That was really bad. That, that, that was, was really bad. Awful. Shout out really, Demi. Really bad. She does look really good. I mean. She looks amazing. She doesn't look bad. No. That's, that's true. Uh, that new, what's her, the, is it Skechers that she's doing the commercials for now? Yeah. Yeah. Holy. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Um, yeah. I, I, look, I think this could go either way. I do agree with what you're saying though that, they, that I'm already envisioning how my next picks are going to go. And I'm going heavy on faces. Well, I mean, half of the matches are, you know, three of the matches are face-to-face. Right, that's right. That's a great point. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. Um, tag team title match. We have The Revival going up against American Alpha. What? I mean, go ahead. Tori picked The Revival. Okay. This has to be American Alpha. Yeah. They have to win this match. I agree. There's yeah. no way that American <laughs> Alpha doesn't win this match. And they should. They're basically the best... Best thing on TV. Correct. Right? Or one of. Not necessarily the best, but they're so wonderful. Yeah, I agree on all accounts. I'm <laughs> okay, so we're I'm, all yeah, bored We all picked American Alpha. Yeah, right? There's yeah. just no way. There's no effing way. And also, it's why I'm sort of glad that they didn't have Enzo and Cass win the titles, because... Is somebody writing these picks down? Right? I am. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm... Because they would have had to have sacrificed Enzo I, I and Cass to America. I Alpha. think this, this was originally supposed to be Enzo and Cass's spot, and they just decided, you know what, we want Enzo and Cass on the main roster, yeah. we're slotting in American Alpha. And it works because American Alpha is so over. Oh, my and God. Just the moment when they win is might be, be the biggest pop of the night. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It'd be tremendous. Um, NXT Women's title. Bailey... Asuka. Tori's pick is Asuka. Really? Yeah. I. He probably likes the name. I mean, I don't right. <laughs> it's a good name. <laughs> yeah, this is interesting too, right? Because the question is, do you have do you have your eyes set on Bailey to the main roster at any point soon? Um, like for example, Monday night could Bailey be a factor towards the main roster? And one of the things we've suggested is. Intertwining her with the three that are competing right now for the title, which would logically which make would, all the sense in the world. Absolutely, it would be the four horsewomen. It would it would point. The question is, what do we make of Emma and Eva Marie showing back up? Is that just for WrestleMania? And we'll get to that in a little. Bit, yeah. But... Or are they, you know, are are they moving towards the main? Because if if you're bringing up Emma, you don't want you don't want people lost in the shuffle. You don't right. want everyone in the same division to be called up at once. Right. Correct. Um. I'm going to go, just for the hell of it, I'm going to pick Asuka, too. Just the way this has been built, which has been a little bit unusual, especially because they've been really pushing feuds, for the most part, in the women's division for NXT for a while. This isn't really a feud. This is simply, you know, you have Bailey, who's the, the face that everyone loves her, and then you have the buzzsaw coming right. through. Like, everyone loves the buzzsaw, too, which is a little bit unusual. Um. This is really interesting. You could make very compelling cases for both sides winning here. I think there's too much right now with Asuka being the buzzsaw that I just I don't know if I see Bailey winning here. I think that, you know, much like Ronda Rousey, that there, there's money in the rematch. I think we're going to a rematch here anyway, okay. either way. Yeah. And to build the rematch, I think that Asuka wins here. It'll be stunning to see. I, I'd be really interested to see the reception. If, if Asuka kicks Bailey's face in what the reaction from the crowd is going to be. Does that just make her turn heel? I, I don't know if it does, because people love Asuka, but it's Bailey at the same time. That's more than anything. I'm fascinated to see the crowd reaction to this match, but I'm leaning Asuka right now. Right. I'm going to pick Asuka. My pick is Asuka, without oh, a doubt. Wow. And wow. the reason I'm picking Asuka is because I think that's a perfect opportunity for them right there, like you just said. I think if she kicks Bailey in the head, 
and then decides to not pin her, picks her up, and kicks her in the head again. Well, if she does that, then she's definitely a heel. She <laughs> is the champ and the heel, and now you got babyface Bailey trying to fight back for the title. Because there's going to be a rematch, even right. if they call Bailey up. Right. There's right. definitely going to be a rematch. Right. You have babyface Bailey fighting back for a title against heel Asuka, who has the title. And what's better? what is better for a, a heel then to then once again? Oh, absolutely, right. And then you can move Bailey on to the main roster. It makes a lot of sense. I'm going Asuka. The only problem with her turning heel is that a lot of the potential challengers after Bailey right now are heel. You have uh, Nia Jax, you have Emma, you have Dana Brooke. You have Eva Marie all heel lining up, so it would be a little yeah, awkward I mean, and, if you and if, if, I mean, if Enzo are, and Cass come up, does Carmella come But with Carmella them? is the next person. Carmella just had a title match, A. B, on top of Carmella just having a title match, you can then also consider the fact that uh, Bailey, when she goes up to the main roster, it opens up the spot for Carmella to do what she's right. kind of been trying to do this whole time, but Bailey's just been... The biggest face in the biz. No, my only question is, do you keep Carmella down with, and Enzo and Cass go up? Yes. Or does Carmella... I, I think that... Yes. That, I think that what we saw at the, um, what was that, roadblock, suggests that they would rather have Carmella go up with them. But you can have Carmella up with them as can, a valet and not, a wrestler. And, and, and she's, not, she's not going to be going on uh, like the house show circuit with them. She, she can she's still do NXT TV. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, the dream match, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura... This is so This is tough. Go ahead. Tori's pick is Sami Zayn. Okay. Look, if Sami Zayn is really on the full-time roster moving forward, I can't make an argument for why you have Sami Zayn win this match. Um, It just doesn't make any sense. You want to get Nakamura over. I think my other question is how long is Nakamura around at NXT? Is is he an NXT for the year or is he a we're going to debut him on NXT and then we we want him on Monday night? Um, I I don't know. We still don't know who all else might end up in the battle royal on Sunday, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, I can't really make an argument for Sami Zayn winning this match. I have to go Nakamura. Yeah, this is my biggest no-brainer of yeah. it. Sami Zayn is on the main roster. I think he has a very good chance of winning the Intercontinental Title. Yep. Sure. Uh, this is this is a dream match. This isn't this isn't even necessarily a match about winning and losing. This is just. Oh my God! This is a match that people have been wanting to see for so like this is for me legitimately. You know, you talk to me six months ago and you say pick two guys from any company they can two active wrestlers you, they can fight. This is my dream match right here. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this. So it doesn't really matter, but it, it's going to be Nakamura. It makes no sense to have Sammy win here, but uh, I'm going to love every second of it. Uh, I don't think it makes no sense for Sammy to win. I think Sammy winning and then winning the Intercontinental title on Sunday kind of validates him as the Intercontinental champion. It is but, awkward when you have a guy but, lose and then win a belt. Yeah, like it's, but, it's awkward. But at the same time, I, my pick is Shinsuke. Yeah. But I can understand why if you were going that way with Sammy at Mania, you would want him to win this match to try to validate him right because you don't want because right. then what is why would she i mean granted he could come up at any time but then if he beats Sami Zayn and then Sami yeah, how is he wins not the, the number one contender for the intercontinental well, title not, right yeah. well, the same way that finn you know beat kevin owens right. twice and, and, and it's the thing where they say well these aren't these two shows are different entities right you know like yeah. what happens there does not count for what and happens it, it, here. it's a very wwe thing to say oh you know this loss doesn't matter because you one layer, you know, like yeah. Seth, last year, Seth Rollins loses yeah. to uh, Randy Orton and then comes out. Which was a great match. I think, match, I think it's more if 
if this yeah. is it for Sami Zayn and NXT, the way you do it is you lose. Yes. That's just the way that this works. Yep. And that's you, why I pick Shinsuke. Yeah, you, you, you lose. But, look, could they have a plan for Sami Zayn where say, yeah, what you, much like what you said about Bailey, where he's not going to be on NXT anymore, but we're going to have him wrestle one more match mm-hmm. on NXT you know, I don't know. Do they have another scheduled uh, takeover before SummerSlam? I I assume they must at some yeah, point. Yeah, it's a I, long I couldn't time, imagine right. them going. That would be Five, four and a half yeah, months. Right. But right now they don't have it scheduled. But, but they could say yeah. when we get to New York this summer, we or, want or they could Sami Zayn on that card, right? Because at that point he'll be a draw mm-hmm. on top of of already always being in it. We're trying to fill an arena right. in New York, so they could very well say if you want the argument, we're going to have Nakamura lose to him, and then we're going to do it again. In New York this and summer, Nakamura. and then Nakamura goes over then, despite Reasonable. the fact that Sami Zayn's not going to be around for a few months. Yep. All right. All right. And that last, brings us to match. the uh, NXT title, Balor Joe. Tori? Tori's pick is Finn Balor. Yeah. Um, I don't think Finn Balor's coming up. You know what I mean? Like, I. that's why I don't see why you have him drop the belt right now. He's too good as the guy on NXT. He's just too... He's he's your cell at the moment. He's the guy you're coming. People are coming out to see. I get it. Joe's had a remarkable career, and people love Joe. And you know they're working him as a heel, but he's it's not really a heel. You know he's Samoa Joe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, he's, he's the Samoan submission yeah. machine. Um, I just don't see any reason to have Balor drop the belt. Now, if you just want to do it for the for the interest of it of having Balor drop the belt, I can hear that. And then maybe you do you know just, just to same, continue the feud. Right, same scenario yeah. where it's him and Joe for a few months, and they're doing that dance, but. I just can't. I can't see it. I can't see them having Finn Balor, Balor drop the belt right now. Yeah, and it's what you've been saying is that they are trying to make NXT a brand, and right now Finn he Balor is, the brand. is him and Bailey right uh, now. Sure. Is, right. But but who is on the poster? It's Finn Balor. Who are they? You know, they're showing him putting the paint as part of the big part of the promo here. Oh, what the paint? What you know? What paint's he gonna wear? What's he gonna do? That sort of thing. You need that if you are truly establishing it as a brand. And they've already just announced two more road trips out to the Seattle Oklahoma and Seattle. In, on yeah. May 12th, and guess who should be there? This guy. <laughs> um, you need Finn Balor for that, and I think you need him as the champion. Play, plain and simple. I love how they built this match because uh, my pick is Finn Balor, but if Samoa Joe won, I could 100% oh, sure. see that because of A, who he is. B, if he did win, that'd be an easy way to, if you were, if, like, I don't think Finn Balor's coming up, but if he is coming up and we just don't know that, right? that's a hell of a way to get him up real quick is that, okay, he's yep. no longer an NXT yep. champ, now let's see him win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Like, I mean, that, no, I hear you. It would, it would make a lot of sense. Absolutely. But I'm still picking Finn because Finn, I mean, he's just great. And I think, he, like you said, he is NXT right now. At the moment. At yeah. the moment, he is the draw. But here's the thing, though. You talk about Apollo Crews, and it, this does make sense. If Finn Balor is to lose this match and he goes on to the main roster, that's a perfect opportunity to get Apollo Crews up oh, to yeah. the main I, event. I hear you. I just think it's if you're doing it with Zayn right now, I just cannot I could just, fathom. I'm just in my mind, this is how I could see it. I really could right. see it this way. I could see Finn losing, have Samoa Joe carry the belt. You have Apollo Crews feud with Samoa and take the belt off of him. And then you have Baron Corbin take the belt off of Apollo Crews. I hear you, but you're in this scenario, you're getting rid of Sami Zayn and Finn Balor at the exact same time from NXT. That is an awful lot to lose. And I'm not saying yeah, that they can't make it up. Yeah, but you also just added Austin Shinsuke Aries, and Austin Aries. I, I hear you, but I just feel like you stagger that. You're I right. feel like, I, if, I, and I'm, that's why I picked Finn Balor. Right. Yeah. But if I'm just saying, if you're booting I could see it. Sami Zayn, the main roster right now, 
period, he's the main roster, I think you hold off a little bit on Finn Balor. And also, I think as we've talked about in general, I just haven't seen them make it a priority to get Finn Balor to the main roster at the moment. Not saying he wouldn't be great. I just think that right now they're looking at it and saying, he's killing it. We're doing the road shows. People are into it. They want to see Finn Balor. Let's, I just think that right now the priority is Finn Balor guides this NXT card for a little while longer. If I was going to pick someone to come up out of the two, I'm picking Joe. I think Joe's more likely to come up. Well, he's a guy that's point. It's been almost a year. Yeah. I wouldn't. I just I between just think, the two of them. Well, no. well, I'm just here, and here's what my do they have to offer. Is well, Mike is just. You said it if yourself. If you're going, yeah. if you're going to call up Joe at any point, you have to do it now. He's not doesn't have that much more time left. I just no, think, I mean, just approaching. think about this though. Bray Wyatt interrupts the Taker Shane match, right? And costs Taker the win saying he's the new face of fear, saying that he is the one that got rid of The Undertaker. And what did you call Finn Balor three weeks ago? Oh, said the, he was going the, to be the new the, right, Undertaker. Right. What would be a bigger hit than the night after WrestleMania, after Bray Wyatt has cost Undertaker the shot right. and cost him his career at WrestleMania, if Finn Balor shows up on okay, stage? I hear you, but I think you do that as a tease. And I think you're holding that for after the summer. I think you're holding that either for a one-month run-up to, to SummerSlam, or I just don't think you're removing Finn Balor from NXT at the moment. I just don't think you're ready to do that. I think he's too – you want to do the thing where you did with Kevin Owens last summer, where he dances both for a little while, where he's still working full-time on NXT. and do it. Okay, I'll hear you on that. I just don't think you're taking him out of the NXT equation at the moment. I, just, I don't see that at all. And you think the same thing as you pick – I saw who you picked in the match, you jerk. Finn Balor. Yeah, correct. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to grab a break here. we got to pick WrestleMania next. we got a stipulation. Is that really what we're going with? Is the yes. Deal? We'll discuss this. No, that is the stipulation. Don't be a little bitch. Aaron might die, though. Like, you've got to keep that in mind. He'll be you fine. I used to put my cousins in the sharpshooter all the time. They most of them are still him. alive. All of yeah. them. There's that one, <laughs> though. That one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, more important than that. Please right. don't try to sit home. Right. Yeah, please, thank you. Uh, Brad Maddox is going to join us to help us make our WrestleMania predictions as we pick against Tori Smith's grandmother. This is going to get wild, all right? It's uh, uh, He's Aaron. I'm Glenn. That's the main event. AJ Francis, and this is Jobbing Out. Hi, this is Stan the Fan Charles. This April, PressBox will be 10 years old. I can hardly believe all the sports milestones that have taken place since I started PressBox back in 2006. In order to celebrate our 10th anniversary, we're holding the PressBox 10th Anniversary Bash on May 11th at Baltimore Center Club. All profits from the bash will go to support Baltimore's Team Up for One Foundation. Join PressBox and celebrity sports heroes from Baltimore in support of this great charity. Get complete information and tickets by going to pressboxonline.com slash bash. That's pressboxonline.com slash bash. The night features amazing food, open premium bar, views of the whole city, and the chance to rub elbows with some of Baltimore's local celebrities and the biggest sports heroes. Get your tickets now by going to pressboxonline.com slash bash. The bash is sponsored in part by the good folks at Bond Distributing and Breakthrough Beverage of Maryland. I hope to see you there. Are you a believer in the retriever? 
The UMBC Sports Marketing Team is proud to support UMBC Athletics through marketing and promoting the UMBC Division I game day experience with giveaways, in-game entertainment, and much, much more. Tickets for Retriever Action starts as low as $2. Follow UMBC Sports on Instagram at Retriever Believer and on Twitter at UMBC Sports Marketing for all your promotional updates of the Retrievers. For a complete schedule of UMBC Athletics, visit UMBCRetrievers.com. The UMBC Sports Marketing staff looks forward to seeing you as a Retriever Believer at the Games. Looking for licensed Orioles and Ravens jewelry for the sports fan in your life? Charles Nusenoff and Sons Jewelers. 8720 Sater Hill Road in Parkville since 1923. Charles Nusenoff and Sons has provided the Baltimore area with affordable fine jewelry, quality repair workmanship, and a total devotion to customer service. Looking to pop the question? Charles Nusenoff and Sons has designer mountings and certified loose diamonds. Prices that can't be beat for the perfect proposal. Download their new app, the Vow Engagement Ring. Finder for iPhone or Android and search styles, get prices, and even upload a picture of your hand and try rings on virtually. Charles Newson Often Sons, Orioles, Ravens Jewelry, and the Vow Engagement Ring Finder. Go to CharlesNewsonoff.com or call 410-661-5050. Charles Newson Often Sons Jewelers, 8720 Sater Hill Road in Park. Let's scroll together. An old, and I do mean old, familiar voice is back. Stand the fan with the bat around every Saturday, along with Adam Gladstone, will look to entertain, inform, and educate our listeners right here on PressBoxOnline.com. Click on the Listen Live button to hear the bat around every Saturday, 10 to 12. Stand the fan and Adam Gladstone. Real baseball talk is back. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash StanTheFan to hear the bat around every Saturday from 10 to 12. Open up the champagne. Pop. It's my house. Come on. Turn it up. Uh. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins. Back in here. Segment number two. It is jobbing out the WrestleMania preview extravaganza. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and... The main event. AJ Francis with you and now joined. I am such a nerdy fanboy. I don't know how you became fans, uh, friends with this dude. And if I had known that before now, I would have totally taken advantage of it. Cause I am such a nerdy fan. Been about two years now. Yeah. How, how in the world did you hide that from me? Well, I didn't, I didn't know you needed to know every person that I knew. Oh, oh, we're gonna go over the list in the next segment. I'm gonna do that for sure. He is the uh, former general manager. Of the WWE, former NXT star, and now making the rounds uh, all over the place. Now, do we say Brad Maddox or do we say Mad Braddix at this point? Uh, you could you can say whatever you want. I don't give a uh. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this would go well. Brad Maddox is with us, dude. Thank you for taking a couple minutes this week, man. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. I'll tell you the story of how we met, by the way, if you want to know. It, it was on... Uh, it was on Bourbon Street. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. It was, right? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. This is how all good stories start. This is how all of them start. Yeah. How much of the of this do you remember? Vaguely. Oh, I remember. Well, I don't know how much AJ remembers. <laughs> I was. It was for, it was for Man- Mania. What was it? Thirty. Thirty. Yep. Yeah. And I was uh I was taking full advantage of Bourbon Street. Well, I mean, and as you should. As they have a they have a place called Huge Ass Beers. <laughs> And I wanted to see how huge they actually were. 
They're big. Yeah. They're pretty big. Fact. <laughs> Though it's better than uh, Trent Barretta. I asked Trent Barretta if you remember. Nah, no, he doesn't remember anything about Bourbon Street, so the thing that you remember is uh, much better. Oh, man. All right. So let's get caught up with you and where you're at these days. You've um, Obviously, everybody knows that you left the WWE, and you've been doing some of the independent stuff and the Mad Braddock stuff. So for people that aren't up on it, what have you been up to these days? Well, I've been doing a little bit with wrestling, but I'm, I'm mostly uh, trying to trying to work into acting. I'm actually out here in L.A. right now. Wow. I'm, uh, working on that stuff. We all saw you do the uh, the thing with Fallon. That looked like it didn't suck. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, it, it had fun, to be yeah. fun, right? <laughs> You're on the Fallon yeah. show with The Undertaker. Like, that can't be a bad way to spend your nights. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I met I met Jimmy for the first time while dressed up as a turkey <laughs> <laughs> for the rehearsal, and he and he said, "Yeah, man, you made it." This is how you made it. <laughs> <laughs> um, hang if on, it makes though. you feel any better. Jimmy made fun of me on uh, the oh, Tonight the, Show too. Uh, the Uber. When I became an Uber driver, he made he t- he made fun of me too. So. Clearly, two of the four people in this conversation are way cooler than the other two. Hang on, I was going to say, is it any worse to meet Jimmy Fallon dressed as a turkey than, say, doing, like, a necrophiliac gimmick? Like, is there anything, which of those would be the worst scenario? Well, he could relate, because he was telling me how he just dressed up as, uh, I can't remember, something, like a dog or something the, the previous week or so you're, yeah, or something. exactly, you're good, you're good, no doubt, man. Yeah, um, I got to work Undertaker. Yeah, <laughs> how many people get to say that? And you were like Not only, and you were like the first person ever that had to put Undertaker over, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, the, like that's the first time that ever and happened. No one ever does that. <laughs> it's such a cool I, thing. I did scare him a little bit. How? You scared the Undertaker? Yeah, I scared him on the and I he flinched. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's funny. Well, the cameras didn't get there. Camera work, but. <laughs> <laughs> see, yeah, the cameraman, we got it, dude. It's all, it's all on him. All right, it's at Brad Maddox is WWE. Is there somewhere else people can go if they want to find out like what you're up to? Is there a website, anything like that? It's... Um, no, not a website. Just my Twitter, and uh, sometimes I'm on Instagram. It's just Brad Maddox. Um, really, just trying to, trying to get my start on the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame before. I Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm trying to get one right next to you. (laughs) (laughs) I already told him when he told me last night uh, when I asked him if he wanted to come on the show. uh, He was like, yeah, I'm acting in L.A. now. I was like, that's cool. I was like, when you start, you know, getting big time and you can be a part of the cast that hires people. Right. Then you need to bring in. Yeah, exactly. I need a gig. Yeah, right. I need some rub. (laughs) <laughs> I think that told us everything we yeah, need to know. Exactly. I think that response is exactly. everything. I'm there, I'm there for you. I got you. <laughs> Brad, what have you been? Uh, is there anything that you can plug in the acting world that we can see in yet, or anything coming up? No, nothing yet. I'm uh, just uh, out here auditioning and taking classes and getting better and working at it. What's the first thing an actor needs to know? Telling you right now, that's a trillion dollar headshot you have on your your Twitter profile at the moment. I mean, that is. You seen this? No, Look at this oh, dude. Yeah. Look at his headshot right now. Ooh. Yeah, right. Ooh. That's some Brad Pitt wow. right there. Right? That's strong, dude. That is a that Brad Pitt. 
That is a good look right there. Hey, just so you know, last last off season I uh, went and acted in a show that should be coming out later this year. I don't. I know nothing about you. It's called Distinguished Gentleman. Do you not know this? I, I, I know nothing. Just so you know, I have the same ties with those people. So I think not this off season because I have too much going on, but next off season. Um, I'll be working with them on another show or another movie. And guess what? If you would love to be in it, you are more than welcome. Now you're trying to put over Brad Maddox. Yes. Because, nice. because you know, we got to take care of each other in this podcast. Forget the wrestling. This is just networking. There's no point to Aaron and I being here for this one. <laughs> There's really no point to any of this. All right. So, uh, Brad, I don't know what uh, AJ told you, but um, I, you're going to join. We're doing our, our WrestleMania picks. All right. Uh-huh. And yeah. and we it's actually important to us because we have a stipulation for all pay-per-views and for this one, um, whoever loses the winner gets to put them in a sharpshooter for thirty seconds. For thirty seconds. Okay. And right. You've you've met AJ. <laughs> um, Aaron and I don't look anything like well, AJ. He's met me. He may not oh, you met Aaron? Me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, well, he might not have three. noticed Aaron because right. Aaron's all about three well, feet tall. Exactly. Um, I'll sit next to AJ. So we're really kind of in fear of losing <laughs> to AJ. You just get to make your picks for the hell of it. You just get to have fun because obviously AJ's not going to physically uh, threaten you. Um, but you could actually fight back on the rest of us. So this is a little bit nerve wracking. On top of that, we're also what we're really doing is we're picking against. Um, and now this is going to sound really wonky. <laughs> Boy, try to explain this to somebody who doesn't know what they're getting into. So we always bring somebody in that hasn't doesn't know anything about wrestling, and we have them make picks, and, and we now we're really embarrassed if we lose. Uh, this time around, it's actually someone who does know wrestling. Tori Smith from the San Francisco 49ers, who uh, AJ used to play with at the University of Maryland, his grandmother is the world's biggest wrestling fan. And like, the world's oh, biggest man. Big Show fan. You've met her, I'm pretty I've sure. Met, I've met her, yeah. Yeah, you got her. Right. Okay. So you know. So she has submitted her picks to pick against us, and if we lose to Tori Smith's grandmother, then we have to, you know, allow whoever does the best to put us in a sharpshooter. So it's a very long story and extremely complicated. We probably should have given it to you off the air, but what the hell? We're just going to do it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Off the air, we wouldn't have got to know that I forgot that they absolutely would have met because I – was guy backstage, backstage right. with them backstage multiple times with Tori's grandma. Did and she's the biggest fan of so many different people? Did she threaten Brad in any way? I don't know. I, I don't think she. Yeah, she's think been she told. Knew, I think she saw that headshot and she knew not to fuck. <laughs> there we go. Because <laughs> Tori has told me that she had to be warned a few times oh, yeah. at live events about like, yo, hey, uh, settle down a little bit. Yeah. So I, I guess Tori Smith's grandmother never. Threaten Brad, which is a good thing. She did. I distinctly remember when we went to Hershey Park. Um, at the time, Big Show was feuding with Mark Henry, and she's the huge Big Show fan. And she let Mark Henry know that she was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> that she was that is, not happy with him. That is so great. That is so great. Now, hold on, Brad. Have, have you been watching WWE Weekly regularly since you've left, or how, how familiar are you still with uh, the product? Uh, I know that Shane came back. Yeah, I mean, that is that, true. That's good. That did happen. Anything else? Yeah, hey, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm guessing Hunter's still in charge of something. <laughs> You're two for two. Did they get any good looking divas yet? Oh, oh God! <laughs> oh, wait a second. You 
should, shouldn't say that out loud because you're talking uh, to a dude in AJ. I love who, Sasha. Who has Sasha Banks posters on every. I might, oh. get, a, I might get her tattooed on my back. <laughs> hey, that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. So uh, the way it'll work is Aaron will will tell us the match. And then, uh, AJ, why don't you give Tori's grandmother's pick? Mm-hmm. And then we'll let Brad give his pick, and then we'll go around the room and we'll go from there. Everybody sound good? Yep. All right, let's do this. WrestleMania 32, it is six hours this year, Jesus including two Christ. hours worth of pre-show. Jesus Christ. I, I don't know exactly what they're doing with that, but yeah, there are four matches on the pre-show, seven matches on the regular card. So a third of it There's is in the two Four matches hours. on the pre-show. Yeah. On the pre-show, there's one. Even AJ is going to get sick of wrestling. <laughs> right. Hey, I'll be there, so I probably yeah. won't be. <laughs> right? yeah, if, be. If I was watching on the network, I probably would be. But <laughs> Now, here's the question. How drunk do we have to go for our bus to last throughout the entire uh, it's, show? It's, I plan on drinking the entire show. <laughs> there you go. That problem's solved. Yeah, you can afford the $12 beers or whatever. <laughs> All right. All right. So um, first, first match is for the U.S. title. This is on the pre-show, and it's uh, Kalisto versus Ryback. All right, so Tori's grandmother. Tori's grandmother surprisingly picked Ryback. Oh. I was I was absolutely shocked by that. Right. Yes, right. she, she likes the Ryback. big show. She likes the big guy. Come uh, on, yeah, all right, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. All right, so Brad, who is the champion? Kalisto. Wow, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> this is I'll actually be, I'll great. Be with, I'll be going with Ryback. I mean, they keep trying to put over Ryback. They're doing their damnedest to make people think that he's a thing. This is what I feel like. I feel like I'm going to trash a guy, and then Brad's going to be like, dude, that guy's really cool. Go F yourself. Um, but they keep trying to put over Ryback, and no matter how many times they keep trying, there's no there there. It's It stinks. He is so – there's just nothing to it. And yet people still chant I was going more to say, every he still gets some of the biggest chants he's, of the night. I every... don't understand. Like, he's – Blatantly a heel, right? Right, and yet they're still and chanting the "Feed Me More" yeah, thing. Still. It's so bad. Um, People love to chant. They love to be involved. It is amazing. Oh my god, that Brooklyn crowd on Monday was the worst. Um, all right, I'm gonna go Ryback because this is what they do. They just they inexplicably put this guy over. I just I think that they've really caught lightning in a bottle with Kalisto. Like I don't think they intentionally planned on having him be the U.S. champion, but after that TLC match and then Sincara got hurt and you know they just managed to stumble into it. And this is what they've been looking for: a Hispanic star with uh, popularity to the, for the kids. This should be his WrestleMania moment. Give him a big WrestleMania moment here. You know, if he really wants, is they're probably going to build this. Oh, you know, it's a bigger crowd than the Pontiac Superdome. Even give, see if he can do a scoop slam or something to uh, ride that. I have Kalisto here. Yeah, I am going with Kalisto right. as well. All right, we mixed it up. We split right, it over cool. there a little bit. I like it. Next match. <laughs> Uh, we have the Usos against the Dudley Boys. And Tori's grandmother. Pick the Usos. Okay. Um, I, I, Brad? Who are the champions? There is no, no they, they, one they, of them. It's just, just a, a tag match. Just a tag match. Usos are the faces. Dudleys are the non-table smashing heels now. Uh, I'm going to go with Usos. I, I, the Dudleys have to beat somebody at some point, right? Like, they have to win a match, don't they? Yeah, but not. Not this week. Not this one. <laughs> Not this one. I'm gonna go with the Dudleys just because I feel like I don't know what the point of the. Oh, if, if all of this was was bringing them back to have them lose every single effing match, what was the point? I think this is the way that they do it. Like when they when they put them in the Hall of Fame next year, they go back and they say, "Well, they had the great WrestleMania moment recently when they beat." I'm gonna pick the Dudleys. 
Yeah, I'm leaning towards the Usos. I don't know why. Where are they going with the Usos? But where are they going? Well, they're with keeping them. They're keeping them around. I mean, they were the biggest tag team, and yeah, and then they disappeared because the New Day's so great. Well, it's not their true. fault. <laughs> but they they like having the Usos, you know, jump off the top rope, have that, you know, be one of the pictures that they yeah. show at WrestleMania. They like, you know, it, this feels like a good start of the night match. You have the Usos go over. You get the crowd. I don't know if it would get the crowd hot, but it would get the crowd going a little bit. So uh, I have the Usos in this one. I as well have the Usos. All right, very good. Next. Uh, we have Team Total Divas oh, versus the oh, Bad God. and the Blonde with Eva Marie got, got included Team Total Divas. Brad, Brad. Uh, it, this the, is... bad, the Bad and the Blonde? Yes. So the teams are <laughs> Team Total Divas, which is Paige... Uh, Brie Bella, Alicia Fox, Alicia Fox, Natalia, Natalia, and Eva Marie. And, uh, uh, Eva, Eva Marie, Marie was who they the... brought up this week for this match. Unfortunately, well, you know who's going over. Yeah, <laughs> and then and and the, their opponents are Lana, Summer Rae, uh, Emma, Emma, right, and then Tamina, Na- and, Tamina and Naomi. Naomi. And Tori's grandmother went with. Hold on, I'm waiting for it. Oh, she okay. went, Way to be prepared. She went with Team Total Divas. Well, okay. I mean, Brad, go ahead. Well, this is a pre-show still? Yes. yes. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going with Total Divas yep. just for Eva Marie. Well, <laughs> I mean, because they have a television show they're trying to promote, they're a thousand percent going to have the Total Divas win. I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, no offense to Emma, but she's not... They're not putting them over. <laughs> right. <laughs> or Tamina. I mean, when was the last time they put Tamina over or in Emma. anything? I mean... It would just... be awesome if they put Lana no, Emma's, over Emma's on great. Eva Marie. Just... Yeah, Emma's fantastic. Oh, I, I love that the fact that they got her at WrestleMania, though, of course, they put her... Forced her into WrestleMania, and we had to get Eva Marie. As Correct. A, Correct. Uh, they equal so it out, right? Like, oh, man, I don't yeah. know if I like this or not. Yeah, the Total Divas are winning. I mean, the only reason why they wouldn't is if... You know, Eva There's no reason it. why they wouldn't. Again, hold on. They have a TV show on Tuesday nights they want you to watch. They, they name the team after the TV show. They, they They're have, not having that team. They show. have the biggest heel in wrestling right now. Not just in WWE. That is true. In wrestling right now, teaming with a bunch of faces. There's, I mean, it's probably no reason, but hypothetically, there could be a reason for that. Stop. No, it's totally Thank you. <laughs> I'm picking... The bad. You're, and no, you're the thank, you, thank you. Thank you for the, the gift. I think Lana pins Eva Marie. That's what I think happens. That's how you make Alana a legitimate fighter. Because that's what they're going for. And I think it's going to happen. Fine. I God bless you. Thank you. They're, they have a TV show, you jerk. Okay. Next. Uh, we have the Andre the Giant Memorial oh, Battle Royal with Brad Maddox is winning this one. <laughs> This is going to be won by Brad Maddox as a surprise entrance. You were there last entrance. year, right? Me? Yeah. yeah. I was in it uh, two years. Two years, two years ago. ago. Okay. Two years yeah. Ago. Do we? How, who do we know that's in this thing? Big Show, Kane, Team yeah. Social Outcast. Uh, Anybody else that's lying around with yeah, nothing else gold, to do? Damian Sandow. Oh right, our truth. And Nate. We assume the Wyatt family, but we're not 100% positive on the Wyatt family. Mark Henry will be there. Uh, Tyler Breeze. Oh, yeah. God, they do have a lot of trash. The Ascension. Real, the Ascension. Real quick, Brad, this is really important because I've already admitted that I'm a nerdy fan of yours. All right, But I, I have this opinion that R-Truth is so awesome he belongs in the Hall of Fame. It would mean a lot to me if you back that up. All right. 
I can back that up. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we yes. all agree with you. Oh, my God. Oh, did we say Jack Swagger's in it? Oh, Jack Swagger's, Jack Swagger's in, it. in it. It's weird. They had to find him at the, working at the Denny's on Friday to bring him in. All right. Um, uh, what is Tori's grandmother Tori's say? grandmother, like I already told you, this is oh, obvious. Sorry. She is oh, a big show. Big show right. mark. Right. So yeah. she thinks Big Show is going to repeat as the right. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner. All right. Uh, Brad... Is, is Truth doing anything right now on, on TV? He's doing a bit with uh, Goldust. It's it's like the old Goldust Booker T bit they're doing again with our Truth playing the role of Booker T, which isn't and bad. It's actually funny. it's not it's not bad at all. It's funny. It's good. I, it's it's look. It's our Truth and Goldust. It's probably going to be pretty good. Those guys are are professionals. Uh, wow. Uh, wow. Okay. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the weird wild card. I'm gonna go with Heath Slater. Ooh. Nice. Good. I mean, I would. I mean, who would I be angry? I love that. Who would be even <laughs> so remotely good. angry? Oh, wait, Fandango's in it. Does that make your decision uh, change it does, at all? It does. It does. That's that's uh, that's tricky. Um, I, God, I don't even want to make a pick on this match. I just want to pretend like it's not happening. Um, what the hell? I would love it if it was Heath Slater. That would actually be really awesome. God, you know what? I'm gonna back up. I'm g- just for the hell of it, because I'm not gonna get this right anyway. Make it Heath Slater. Let's go two for two on that. <laughs> I can't believe you guys aren't picking Bo Dallas in Dallas. I mean, but. trust me, I would love it if Bo Dallas won. Um, my pick is Bray. I, yeah, I, I if he's you. in the match and he doesn't win, then you might as might well just bury just him stop right it. now. Yeah, right. I, I will say this. If you're looking for a wild card, it's the Texan Mark Henry. Like, get the hometown okay. pop there. Right. You know, he's almost done, and that'll be kind of the final big moment he gets to win for his hometown. But I'm going with Bray. Why would you steal my point before I got the pick? My pick is Mark Henry. <laughs> God, you're such a terrible person. I was going to do that whole spiel about he's probably going to the Hall of Fame next year. And you know, and then guess what? You just ruined everything. So yeah, buddy. I'm going Mark Henry. That's what I do. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. I like now, how none of us picked the favorite. The, the Vegas or whatever sportsbooks has Braun Strowman as the favorite. Uh, it would make sense. It, it would, would make, make sense. sense. All right. So after all that, we actually are at the card now. Jesus. Uh, we only have another hour to do these picks, so let's try to... Okay, um, let's start with uh, New Day versus League of Nations. Right now it's a three-on-four handicap match. There's talk it may not be, but we'll get to that in a second. Who does Tori have? Tori's, Tori's grandmother, grandmother have. picked the New Day. Well, of course she does. Well, I mean, she's got a brain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Brad. I'm, I'm going with New Day. They deserve it. They've uh, they've worked hard, and, and they're one of his favorite projects. I'm, I'm going New Day. I mean, you're in, right? Like, you're in on what they've done. You're not just saying that sarcastically about Vince, right? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know what they've... We mean on TV with Vince? No, I just mean, like, are you in on it being genuinely awesome and the work that they've done, they deserve oh, everything? yeah. Yeah, no, okay. No, I love them. Uh, yeah, Woods is one of my best friends on the road. And, uh, nice. And they worked, they worked really hard, and they created that from scratch, and they, they worked uh, hand-in-hand with Vince. So he's, he's invested in them. Oh, very cool. Well, I mean, it's been unbelievable. It's where, just, where do you think Booty came merch. from? Where do you think Booty came from? Yeah. That's clearly oh, a that's Vince thing. Oh, that's definitely a Vince thing. You're so right about that. That's such a Vince thing. They sell merch. They really yeah, do. They they, I, oh, bought, yeah, I bought a Booty O's shirt. Of course you did. I knew you would. I, I mean, to. I'm kind of jealous. Had to. Um, you might be buying a couple of uh, unicorn horns in, I, a, in a few days. Mm, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the new... Look, I want to come up with some scenario where it would make sense, but it, it just wouldn't. There's no way that it makes sense. 
I, I mean, I could see it because it's not for the titles if you wanted to right. extend the feud. Fine, but that almost makes it worse for me. You're not even really giving the League of Nations any rub yeah. from winning they, a non-title match. new merchandise, but of course so did the New Day. Yeah, right, exactly. There's just no way. The, the New Day wins. Yeah, I, I got the New Day. Interestingly enough, I, I did a whole article for Rolling Stone about like the gambling side of this, so I was looking. There's two interesting things. A, League of Nations are the favorites in this one. That's bizarre. Bizarre to me. The other thing, there is a bet whether this is a four-on-three handicap right now, if they will get a partner, and that partner is The Rock. They're, they're, that bet is out oh there. Oh, my the God. <laughs> that would be the greatest thing I've ever seen in the history of television. Obviously, I'm I mean, picking it would be there. It would be so awkward to have to clean Cowboy Stadium all of the jizz <laughs> that would come from AJ Francis. Would you and Rock on the same team? I mean, it would uh, trust me. Jesus. No one thinks that's a bad idea, dude. That's incredible. Yeah. But uh, New Day wins. New Day wins. Of course. All right, next. Uh, next, AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho. Uh, uh, Tori's grandmother. Tori's grandmother picked AJ Styles. Okay. Uh, Brad Maddox. I don't know anything about this match. I'm going to go AJ. I mean, I don't know why you would have Chris Jericho defeat AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Like, what? who is that good for at all? Could you imagine if you wait, you know, well, then again, we saw it with Sting, I was going to say. We, I mean, that's... We, we've waited 12 years for AJ to make WrestleMania. And, we've waited and he loses to a part-timer, right? You know, but that would be a very WWE thing to do, wouldn't it be? I, I'm going to go AJ. I'm just going to hope they don't F this up. I'm going to pick AJ Styles. It's got to be AJ. Uh, I'm picking AJ Styles. Yeah, right. I mean, there's just no way you can mess that yeah. up too much. Next... Next, uh, seven-man match, Intercontinental title ladder match. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Zack Ryder, Sin Cara, Miz, and Stardust. And Kevin Owens is the champion. Right. Oh, I guess we do have to remind <laughs> yeah. that to Brad. All right, uh, Tori's grandmother. Tori's grandmother picked Dolph Ziggler. All right. I mean, like, hey, nobody's mad about it. wouldn't hate it. Yeah, right. Brad? Um, yeah, I'm going to go off of my knowledge of how awesome Sami Zayn is, and, and I don't know what he's done since he, since they brought him up. Feud with Kevin Owens some more. I, I hope they've let him be himself, and, and I'm going to pull for Sami Zayn. I mean, again, no one is going yeah. to complain yeah. about it whatsoever. That's a fantastic pick. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I mean, there's half the, the match can't win, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's... And that's the problem. They told you that they could win, because... Kevin Owens tried to handpick them to to face that WrestleMania. Right. That, that was really awkward, and that was part of the reason why that crowd went off on Monday. So, like, Sami Zayn is is in no. in some way, Sami Zayn is the most logical choice of the group, right? Like, because he's the most he would gain the most from it. You've always sort of sensed that Owens does not need the belt in order for him to feel like he matters more. This is you're just making a bold choice by saying Sami Zayn. You know what I mean? Like. I'm going to go with it, though, because it's the most logical scenario of any of them. Yeah, I said it last week. I, I have no idea why you're bringing up Sami Zayn to be in a seven-man ladder match, unless he's coming away with the title. Yeah. It's, it's the only. Otherwise, you just kind of screwed up him coming up, and you kind of lost some of that heat if you don't have him win. So I, I'm picking Sami Zayn. It could be Owens, but it's, uh, I'm picking Zayn. They'll probably feud throughout the uh, spring. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to go with Sami Zayn. Yeah. I mean, it's just... The only person I can see other than Sami Zayn winning would be Kevin Owens. Right, right. Because then you can continue yes. to work the two of them together somehow that he can. Zack Ryder's been tall, standing tall over the Zach past Ryder couple did weeks. Pin the, did. Long, the most intercontinental title reigned that is true. person ever. And on, right on, on SmackDown, delivered a rough rider to Kevin Owens, stood tall, pointed at the WrestleMania sign. What if Zack Ryder wins? Uh, I wouldn't be angry. I, I would. It'd be cool because then Dean would be a really. That is true. That is true. All right, next. Uh, next, what do we got next? We have uh, Divas title, Charlotte versus Becky versus Sasha. 
well, I, we know who AJ's picking, but before we get to that, let's start with Tori's grandmother. Tori's grandmother picked Becky. All right. Brad Maddox? Uh, is, I mean, is it time for Charlotte to lose it? She's had it for a while. She's right? had it for a yeah. minute, yeah. September. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Charlotte. Ooh, All okay. right. I mean... She's sort of a star at the moment. They're trying to get her to cross over into pop culture. They had her at the Knicks game last week, and Rick was talking about how he wanted uh, Kevin Love to date her. It's a weird. <laughs> it's a real weird thing, man. Like, it's an awfully like. I don't know. I don't have a daughter. Like, I only have a son, but I don't feel as though I'd be up for, for trying to pawn you my daughter. You know what he's doing? He's trying. He's just trying to get her away from the locker room. Oh, actually, that's, oh, you know what, yeah. given, given everything she's been through, uh, yeah. you know, maybe, uh, maybe a good idea. Um, I will, I really like the idea of Becky, by the way. I really like the idea of the Becky because, built it up, built her but, up more. but I feel like it's the one thing you don't see coming. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can absolutely make an argument for B. Charlotte. You can make an argument for Sasha. You can't really make an argument for Becky, which is sort of the Seth Rollins thing, right? Yeah. Like yeah. that. There's the other person. Hey, don't forget. And that gives them – they who stands to gain the most from it? Right. Becky. Whereas the other two you would think would be fine without the belt. Um, and you also just compared Becky Lynch to Seth Rollins. I mean I, – What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? No, you know what, Brad? Go ahead. Tell me what's wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't know. I, I haven't I, – I like Becky's a great girl. I haven't been watching her yeah, I don't like that comparison. Either. All right, fair enough. Seth I'm Rollins gonna... is in a no whole well, other world. Seth Rollins is great. Shut up. All right. <laughs> uh, I'll go Charlotte. Uh, here's here's my reason for not Becky. I feel like you could build her. You play on her past, the fact that she was retired, that, the fact that she broke. You, you make this great video package, and then you have her win, and you have the biggest All pop right. of the year right. for that. And you haven't done that, so I, I don't agree with them doing it. Um, who's going into the Hall of Fame as the celebrity guest? Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Who is he cousins with? Sasha Banks. So who do All they right. want to have celebrating with Snoop Dogg right. at the end of the match? Right. You're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Sasha Banks is my pick as well. All right. Well, it's Stunner. Stunner that you pick <laughs> Sasha Banks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's very awkward. AJ actually does the thing that, like, a 12-year-old girl does on, like, in during the show, he actually has a notepad where he's got, like, AJ and Sasha in a heart. It's if a strange... you believe this malarkey that you're listening to... Why wouldn't we believe it? It's absolutely <laughs> true. I mean, come on. Next. Uh, one of the three, that's the three main events. Uh, no DQ match, Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar. Well, well. Tori's grandmother yes. picks Dean Ambrose. All right. Brad Maddox? Uh, I've heard Dean's getting a super push right, right now. He is. Uh, considering it's a no DQ, I'm going to go Ambrose. I mean, look. It... I'm going to say this the best way I possibly can. Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar. Correct. Is Brock Lesnar in the match? He is the conquering. I'm not sure if you've heard Paul Heyman any time recently. He is the reigning. He is God. He literally called him God. There is legitimately no way that Dean Ambrose should have any chance to beat Brock Lesnar. But he has makes, a chainsaw. Except it's a, a no-DQ match. Wonderful. Are they going to have him use the chainsaw to saw off Brock Lesnar's head? Because if they are... If that's the direction that WWE is going to go, I'm not telling them it's a bad idea. Maybe they should consider going that direction. But short of that, which, I mean, look, again, in the PG era, a little surprising, I don't think there's any possible, plausible way that Dean Ambrose should be beating Brock Lesnar in a match. I don't buy it. And again, another problem, by the way, is you need to have Brock Lesnar win some matches every now and then. True. 
So yeah. Brock Lesnar is my choice. Yeah, this, this is a real coin flip for me. But I think you can make Dean look very good. I think you can it, – it will not hurt him to lose to Brock Lesnar. Oh, you think he dropped again? You there, Brad? Yeah, I'm there. Right. Oh, okay. Cool. Sorry, I thought we yeah. lost you for a second. Go ahead, Aaron. Um, you know, Dean's been pushed so hard in the past I two months. Like that, that's I the could thing. definitely Dean see has, him winning. Dean has benefited this more from This is not about Dean the, for me. This is I, about Brock by God Lesnar. I understand that. But Dean Ambrose has benefited from the road to WrestleMania more than any other person on the card. Correct. And it just seems like uh, it's it's you can't say it's a waste to lose to Brock Lesnar because it's not a waste. No. But at the same He's time, Brock Lesnar. At the same time, they I think they finally realize that they have something with Dean Ambrose here. It, at least it seems like it. They're putting him on TV a lot. They're putting him in these prime Saw positions. Saw his head right off. You go ahead. <laughs> I'm all for it. They're giving him Barbie and the chainsaw and everything else. And who knows what else? Maybe Mr. Fuji will come in before Mania, give him a bag of salt to throw in Brock Lesnar's eyes. Everything else. I think it's Dean Ambrose. You know what he doesn't have? <laughs> a beast? Brock <laughs> Lesnar. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the same team as Glenn. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a good team because, to be on. Because... Even though I could see Dean Ambrose winning, right? I 100% could see that. It's just, it's Brock Lesnar. Correct. It's Brock Lesnar. Brock. <laughs> like I just, uh, it's Brock Lesnar. Correct. I d- Thank you. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Very good. Now, all right. I, I actually want uh, Brad's opinion on this next one. We have two matches left. One of them is going to be the main event, mm. but we do not know which one mm, yet. Yes, we do. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. Alright, let's get to it. <laughs> we don't officially. Uh, Shane McMahon versus Undertaker in the Hell in a Cell, and then Triple H versus Roman Reigns for the title. Which one would you put on last if you were in charge of booking? Uh, I, it, it depends on who's going over in the Shane match. Um, I think the, I think they'll put Shane and Undertaker on last. I think they have to. I mean, I just think they, it's for control of the WWE. I mean, they built the Go Home Raw around Reigns and Triple H. That's so fine. That's which the, is why I said we know which one's last. <sighs> this guy over here. <laughs> this guy over here. All right, fine. Uh, pick one of them that we'll pick. Uh, we'll, we'll go with uh, Triple H and Reigns. All right, Triple H Reigns. Tori's grandmother picked Roman Reigns. All right, Brad Maddox. Wait, is this a title match? Yes. This is a title match. W, and, By the way, uh, Hunter has Triple the belt. H yes. Is the World oh, Heavyweight that's right. That's right. <laughs> Shit. Uh, <laughs> that's how we feel. And, and, and Reigns, they're still holding him as a babyface? They want him to be, but it has not been pretty. They, they haven't been building him as a 100%. He, started, yes. he, hasn't, he hasn't been coming out of the crowd anymore. He got rid of the shield, like chest guard and everything. So he's just been coming out in a, you know, a shirt. So they, they've been changing him a little bit, but he's still as of now a face. But that's a mistake, too. If I were, looked like him, I would not wear a shirt. I mean, I'd have a rule that I would never wear a shirt, ever. I mean, that's kind of gay that you said that, but that's okay. What are you talking about? I still love you. A- A- AJ, if you <laughs> if look you like look that, like dude, <laughs> you would, I'm not saying I want Roman Reigns to never wear a shirt. I'm saying, Literally, although maybe, I mean, I'd be okay with it. I'm just saying, if <laughs> I look word, like him, in my contract, I would never wear a shirt. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Brad, who's your pick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, I- I'm going to go with, with Hunter. Ooh. Wow. All right. I, I could see it. I mean, look, I, of course I could see it, but what is the point of anything that you've done? I mean, if, if Roman Reigns does not walk out of WrestleMania the champion, I mean, what is a, the point a, of anything a, you've done? That's a, that's a way to turn him heel. If Hunter wins and he finally snaps, 
I mean, like, he's he already, already a heel. <laughs> I mean, you, you want to get people to boo him, you just have him walk out to the crowd. <laughs> you don't need to do anything to get people to boo him. Like, you just have you play his music. That's all you got to do. Uh, Aren't you the, I'm not even going to get into why, how foolish what you're saying is. I like Roman Reigns. All right, uh, Roman Reigns wins the damn match. Because he has to, and it's why he can't be the main event either. He's, he's the biggest favorite on the card for a reason. Like, there's no way he doesn't walk out of this. You can't have Triple H leave <laughs> WrestleMania as the champion. That's you the thing. can't. If, if it was anybody else but Triple H, you could see them, you know, pull a swerve and just decide, okay, we're not going with Roman Reigns. But they're not keeping the belt on Triple H after Mania. Uh, go ahead, dude. Is, is, is Triple H doing anything with Shane or... No, they've, like, completely... Not directly. Yeah, it's it's so... been mainly Shane, Vince, with a little bit of Stephanie involved. Stephanie's so. involved in both, but she's but that's the only crossover. Hunter right. is just completely not uninvolved. Yeah. yeah. They, they'll do it. You know, he's okay. mentioned Shane a few times in the backstage segment, but he, they've never come face-to-face. You know what? Yeah, I, I'll go with Roman then. I, I thought I was, I was thinking of a storyline in my head, but I guess they're not involved. So. I mean... That's another reason why I could see Triple H as well. Well, if you do a full consolidation at the end with yeah. literally the, the authority standing tall and celebrating, that's your final shot of WrestleMania. That's a really grim final shot of WrestleMania, but you can definitely do it. Um, once again, my pick is Roman because that's my guy. I mean, right, correct. But it's still like, I mean, I'm not saying that it's completely out of the realm of possibility for Triple H to win. I'm, I'm not saying it's, I just think that it's everything you've done is pointless if you have Triple H win. That you have literally built to this. This is what you have built to, for good or bad. Whether you should have done it this way. This is what you have for, built for to. For a year, you have Correct. been coming to this point. And, yeah. and I just don't, I cannot stomach the thought of you saying, eh, it didn't work, let's try something else. Alright, last up. Last uh, up. Hell in a Cell match. Shane, Taker, if Shane wins, he gets control of the company, but... Only Taker, Raw. Oh, He's... yes, yes. Control of Raw, not the entire company. And Which if Shane wins, it's also Taker's last Mania match, whatever that means. So if Shane wins, it's kind of saying not only is Taker retiring, but on top of Taker retiring, there's an impendent right. brand split coming. Okay, so Tori's grandmother. Tori's grandmother, she picked – hold on, let me look. <laughs> I didn't Professionalism. Professionalism. She picked right Shane O'Mac. All right, very good. Brad Maddox. Well, I was I was originally thinking that it was obvious that Undertaker was going over because I've never even met Shane. Uh, he wasn't around for the, the three and a half years that That's I was point. there, so mm-hmm. I, I could I couldn't see him like I, I thought they were just bringing him back as a little stunt, and then he's going to go up and do back to his life. And I also thought like Undertaker is like wrestling more now, and he's gotten in better shape these last couple of years than in that Lesnar match a few years back. Uh. But I, I guess if they're really desperate um, in the overall ratings and they feel like and they can get Shane to stick around, then I guess Shane might go over. All right. Um, so I'm going to go with Shane. I, look, I, I just think I think that your first scenario is the truth, which is they were desperate when John Cena got hurt. They needed an opponent for Undertaker at WrestleMania. They didn't have anybody because, like, five of the top six guys they've had in the last ten years are all unavailable for one reason or another. And they said, well, what the hell, we'll call Shane. And maybe they could have talked Shane into the idea of working beyond WrestleMania and working something like that. But I think what they're going to try to do is literally have Shane lose, have Undertaker win, and then have Undertaker 
you know, give a tombstone to Triple H or something like that, make it clear that this was about The Undertaker and not Setting about up the... Triple H's Undertaker oh, at Jesus SummerSlam. Christ. I could definitely see it, too. Oh, my God, that's terrifying. Um, Except, yeah. why would you... See, these are the things that piss me off about you guys. What? You have the audacity to say that Undertaker Triple H was... is terrifying possibility, yet I'm just both sick of their of last seeing, two matches were I'm, incredible. That's fine. I'm just sick of seeing matches between guys over the combined age of 100. Okay. I would prefer to see some other guys. That I can Thank you. <laughs> Alright. Um, I'm going Undertaker. Yeah, I, I said last week that if you're retiring Undertaker, you advertised this a long time ago. You don't do it 13 days before WrestleMania, so I, I have Taker winning here. And I'm going with Shane McMahon. Look at you. Because he's going to win. Because <laughs> I mean, that would be a good reason to pick him, yeah. From the beginning, it's like saying, is Undertaker. I'm going to pick the Seahawks to win because they're going to score more points than the 49ers are. The, there is a absolute, definite fact in my mind, at least. That <laughs> right. This is Undertaker's An last. Absolute, definite fact. That's not a fact at all. <laughs> that. This is Undertaker's last mania, man. I really think oh, I know. he been, had the farewell that. tour. He had it. I remember. There's a reason he was never at Survivor Series or Hell in a Cell. All the other years he was WrestleMania. There's a reason why they did a 25-year salute to Undertaker at Survivor Series. There's a reason all of that shit happened. Well, I call it money. That's <laughs> yes. <the> and <laughs> you're right. They're getting their last and dimes. The, out and of the them. year before, there was not a 25th anniversary. Right. It, would have been, it would have been really awkward to celebrate <laughs> so, the 25th on. anniversary so has, has in year 24. Has Undertaker been wrestling only Mania for five years? For About five that. Years? I mean, he's so chopped up on like, could, European So you're tours. saying he could have been a 20-year, right? They could have. Oh, so then shut the hell up. How about that? Like I said. None of that makes any sense at all. O'Mac will win this match, and he will have control of Monday Night Raw. Retire the Undertaker in the process. Undertaker, his career is done. All right, real quick, wild card if there's a tie break. All right. Oh, we didn't have Tori's grandmother pick this. Well, all right. I just want to know what everybody's vision for The Rock is. Getting decked by Roman Reigns at the end of the night. Okay. To turn turn Reigns turn Reigns heel. Yeah, that's mine. That's mine, too. I think that... He's going to uh, Triple H is going to get a lot of people involved in the main event, and well, I Ro- think and I Roman's think they still going to win, up. but he's going to he's going to win because The Rock helped him, yeah, and he's going to get pissed off, and he's going to turn on The Rock. Well, I think they set that up by having the Dudley boys be the ones that, yeah, because now you have the Dudleys and the Usos, and so now you have the cousin thing and the family thing. I think yeah. that set that up to have all of them involved. Uh, in the match, ultimately, that the Rocks out there, the Usos are out there, the Dudleys are out there. You gotta love a clusterfuck main event, don't you? I mean, that's what they're best at, isn't it? That's what they're best at. All right, Brad Maddox. So, so, the, so the Rock is—he's uh, definitely doing something. He's there. there. We have yeah. no idea what, though. Yeah, he's like, already announced that he was going. Man, he could just be waving or knowing them. He, he could, could be trying. He, he could, could be trying to put Hulk Hogan over. He's not a racist, I swear. You know, yeah. he'll come out with John Cena and he'll put over John Cena because everyone <laughs> needs to put over John Cena. No doubt, man. All right, Brad Maddox, uh, let's plug again your Twitter account. It's at Brad Maddox is WWE. Um, yes, sir. Seriously, all right, tell us one, give, give us one good story. One good, you know, get us something that's going to get us some headlines tomorrow, all right? <laughs> a story, a story, about, a story about what? About anyone. Anything in the business. Tell me who you hate. Tell me who, who sucks. Tell me, even if it breaks my heart, tell me something. Yeah, you're not in the company no more. Hold no punches. Yeah, right? It's... Uh, yeah, but I don't want to. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, just, right. you, yeah. you guys know who the real heels are, don't you? By now, I would. I uh, hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, We've learned. I hope so. Um, and again, we do. We love you. We, we're huge fans. I know that like AJ is actually a friend, but I, I'm. This is awesome. I really appreciate you doing this for us this week, man. Yeah, and I appreciate yeah, yeah. It too. I appreciate 
appreciate you having me. It's been fun. Absolutely. Can we do this again? Yeah. yeah the pause. That. Yeah, I didn't get to think about it. I don't blame him. No, I think no, I think we kept him on for what, for literally an hour and a half. So I wouldn't blame him for saying, yeah, maybe not next time. <laughs> next time I will find out what the matches are. <laughs> Brad, seriously, thanks for doing this, dude. We will uh, we will grab a break here. We'll come back in and um, just some fella named Bret Hart scheduled to join the show next. It is jobbing out. Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms, step up to the ATM, and get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Surcharge free ATM use. That's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge you to use their ATMs. They make you spend money just to get your money. We don't. At Royal Farms, you can come in anytime, day or night. Walk over to our ATM, take out your bank or credit card, and in just a few seconds, get your cash for nothing because it's surcharge free. Individual cardholder fees may still apply for using a Royal Farms ATM, but we won't charge you. So the next time you want to get cash at an ATM, come to Royal Farms. Because this is how we do it. Get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Cash for nothing because there is no fee. Hi, this is Stan the Fan Charles. This April, PressBox will be 10 years old. I can hardly believe all the sports milestones that have taken place since I started PressBox back in 2006. In order to celebrate our 10th anniversary, we're holding the PressBox 10th Anniversary Bash on May 11th at Baltimore Center Club. All profits from the bash will go to support Baltimore's Team Up for One Foundation. Join PressBox and celebrity sports heroes from Baltimore in support of this great charity. Get complete information and tickets by going to pressboxonline.com slash bash. That's pressboxonline.com slash bash. The night features amazing food, open premium bar, views of the whole city, and the chance to rub elbows with some of Baltimore's local celebrities and the biggest sports heroes. Get your tickets now by going to pressboxonline.com slash bash. The bash is sponsored in part by the good folks at Bond Distributing and Breakthrough Beverage of Maryland. I hope to see you there. Hi, Ken Zales here, KZ, from the Pressbox Fantasy Reality Football Show, which you can hear right here on Pressbox Radio every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. till noon. Myself, Sarita, the NFL chick, KO, keeping us on the air. It's called the Football Show. We talk all things football, high school football, college football, NFL football. Of course, we lean a little bit towards the Ravens, but we'll also talk Baltimore sports and all sports in general. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. to noon on the Pressbox Fantasy Reality Football show. The Pressbox Fantasy and Reality Football Show, Sunday mornings, 10 to noon, pressboxonline.com slash fantasy. Back in here, segment number three, it is our jobbing out WrestleMania extravaganza, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and... The main event. Now, here's the thing He's about... not the main event yeah. right now. Yeah, right the, now I'm not. I shouldn't even dub that gimmick. Yeah, here's the thing about that is uh, you are barely a mid-carder at this point. Yeah, with who we got right now? Because uh, I'm going to let you do the honors for this one uh, because I know this is someone you've befriended of late and it is truly a thrill. Yes, um, at this moment, uh, as a member of the Jobbing Out staff, I guess we could say that. Yeah, sure. Uh, you did all the booking is, this week. Is, I know, I did yeah. all the booking. Uh, it's, it is an honor for me to bring on our show, my 
favorite guest we've ever had. Correct. He is the excellence of execution. The he, best there is. The best there is, yeah. the best there was, and the best there ever will be. By the way, I don't know how you came up with both of those, but those are fantastic. <laughs> both of those are just fantastic. He is Brett the Hitman Hart. Wow. Brett, thank you for yeah. joining us. Well, it's good to be on the show, and, uh, you know, me and AJ have become good friends, and, uh, you know, I had no idea that AJ, when I, AJ, when I first met him, was such a big, uh, wrestling fan, but, you know, he's, uh, he's got a real passion for it, and uh, it's the kind of thing we can talk all day about wrestling. We got a lot of, we go back a lot of years, even though we just met a few months ago, we go back a long time. Yeah. I'm so jealous of everything. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You mean you didn't realize how big of a wrestling fan you was when you probably practically fainted in your presence? <laughs> <laughs> it was close, but I will admit, when I first walked in the room, because what happened was, uh, I was texting Paul, who's his buddy that works with him, and um, Paul was like, oh, we're in the other room because we were waiting to get out of a meeting. And I got in, and when I got in, I remember Brett was sitting at the far end of the table, and I, my legs a little bit just locked up for a second. I was like, all right, let me act cool. And then, <laughs> I, I told them to follow me to the to the dining room where we all hung out for a little while. And Brett got to talk to Coach Carroll and Russell, and a, a lot of guys came up asked to take pictures. It was, a, it was an awesome night. I got to sit down and talk to Brett Hart God. about wrestling for like three hours. It oh. was fantastic. And now you're friends. Yeah. And now, man, that is cool. Um, Brett, before we start talking about wrestling, obviously, um, you know, we, we, we want to make sure we talk about uh, your health and everything that you've been going through of late. Um, and if you can just give us an update, because there are so many people around the world that have been just rooting like hell for you and praying like hell for you. Well, I must be working, because uh, I think I'm on the other side of things now. I'm, I've That's awesome. A, I've had a real good recovery from the cancer, and I think... I think the cancer is gone. Like I, I, you know, you never know what cancer. Like when you can safely say, oh, I, I beat it. You know, because you never really know. I got to be sort of monitored and watched for the next ten years, and get get my blood checked every three months. And, but for all intents and purposes, uh, you know, I had prostate cancer, and uh, the cancer was in the prostate, and they they removed my prostate, and uh, you know, it was I was been pretty much. Um, um, I had no, um, I've had no uh, problems, or you know, I know a lot of people can go through prostate cancer, and there's a lot of, a lot of bumps in the road as far as uh, you know, your recovery, just all the little things that can go wrong. But I, I think um, I was lucky in the sense that I got it really early. I was uh, very proactive in getting my blood work done, which I can, to anybody listening, I can always stress how important it is to. Get your PSA levels checked, and uh, especially if you're over 40, anywhere from 40 to, to, to 60 or even further. I mean, you, you should always get your – anytime after 40, you should get the blood levels checked all the time. And, uh, you know, the thing about that I was lucky is that I caught it early, moved on it early. They did some surgery. They took it out, and I should be pretty much uh, – I can live to be 100 now. And Hell, I should yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, hopefully uh, have a good uh, – recovery from here on in and uh i can hopefully add to my notch of victories on my belt that i beat cancer too hell yeah that's what i'm talking about that's awesome oh yeah that's 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 nothing else matters right like like, i'm seriously how do you even talk it like that that is just the greatest possible thing what you know what have you learned most from from going through this brett because there's a lot of people i think publicly right now craig sager um fighting a very public battle with cancer what have you learned most about yourself about your spirit 
from going through something like this? Well, I think you'd never be afraid to face the uh, the truth. Uh, you, you face your fears head on, you know. Amen. Uh, I had a lot of fears about uh, where I was going to be and what I was going to go through. I didn't tell anybody for a long time. I probably, when I saw AJ, I knew that I was had this surgery coming up. Wow. But I, uh, I had just had, uh, when I saw AJ, I had some really serious surgery done on my wrist. Yeah. So actually giving me more problems than the other. But um, I didn't want to... You know, I kept. Well, I found out probably going back as far as June that I was going to have to have this surgery in the in the new year, early new year, and uh, you know, you dread it. You keep trying to figure out ways to kind of sidestep, or you know, maybe someone will come up with a cure in the next day or two or something. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of had a lot of uh, you know dark thoughts about where I was going to end up and what was going to happen and whether you know whether it would kill me. You know, and uh, you know, I just worried a lot about it and. But I had uh, good doctors, and I remember my doctor told me, said, you know, you need to get in as good a health as you can, like really uh, get your cardio up, get your condition, you know, try to get in as good a shape as you can so that when you go through this, you'll be strong and you'll get through it, and, uh, and, and you'll be stronger as you go through it. And uh, I did all that. I followed his advice, and uh, I've had two knee replacements, and it's hard for me to push myself as hard as I you know, could back in my younger days, but I mean, like I really uh, followed his advice and listened to everything he told me to do, which uh, again is important to do when you're dealing with something like this. You got to follow what the doctors tell you to do, and you know, I was on top of it and went into that surgery, and I, I can say with a lot of satisfaction that I think I kicked his ass. Hell I'm yeah! Really strong. I I um, felt pretty good. And, uh, I had no uh, complications. You know, a lot of guys have complications, you know, with the urinary tract and everything else. And uh, I can say that I, know I didn't have, uh, that I know of any real big complications. And uh, I feel, uh, I feel vindicated. I feel like I uh, won a big battle and, uh, you know, just on to the next one now. So Yeah. I, like, I can speak for every wrestling fan in the world when I say that is just fantastic news. And that that is just, that's what we all were praying for you that would happen because I mean, I know you saw what Madison square garden did when they put your picture up there saying that they were praying for you and that every, I feel like all the positive vibes in the world went towards Calgary at the moment when we found out. And I'm just so glad that that's the way it turned out. But, um, you know, segueing into, you know, this is the WrestleMania edition of jobbing out and we have an actual, WrestleMania main eventer <laughs> on the show with us. One question that I didn't ask you when we met in Baltimore, and I haven't asked you since, but I've always wanted to know, how did Vince tell you the ending of WrestleMania 9 was going to work out? How did he break that down for you about how, oh, well, Yokozuna's going to be in there, and then we're going to bring Hogan out, and then Hogan's going to actually leave with the belt? Like, how was that whole process when you found that out? Well, you know, um, it was, uh, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of things I learned in that whole process. And, like when I won the title, um, Vince told me, um, he goes, we're going to keep the belt on you for a long time. We're not changing anything. We're going to go and we're going to make, you're going to, it's going to take a little while, but we're going to get you over. And don't lose faith in anything. He goes, the, you just keep doing the wrestling. I, the rest is up to me. He's, I'll, I will, I will 
get you over so strong, and uh, oh, that uh, that won't be the problem. Uh, so don't worry about anything. But we're going to keep the title on you for a long time, and you don't have to worry about your position or anything like that. So I had a false sense of security. I thought, oh, I'm good for for a long time. You know, I'm going to pay my house off. And I'm going to. I was kind of feeling like uh, this is just the beginning, and so. When uh, I got to WrestleMania, which was only three months later after I won the title, and uh, <clears throat> I think, well, maybe five months later, I think, um, when Vince dropped that bomb on me, I, I didn't see it coming, and it floored me. I only found out the day before, or the night before. He said, this is what we're going to do. And he was trying to sound like I was really excited about it. Like, this is how <laughs> I like wilted, like I was like, so we might as well cut my heart out and throw it on the floor. You know, I was like, really? And I remember I said to him, I said, is that because I, I didn't do a good enough job or I failed his, uh, he goes, no, no, we just had a change of plans and we're going to go a new direction and, you know, it's not going to change much. Things won't change for you. You're going to still fly first class. I remember I asked him, I said, am I still fly first class? <laughs> champion, uh, I flew first class. Like the first time I, all those years of wrestling, I've been there, um, I don't know how many years then, but I've been there a long time. Eight, nine years of flying and coach. And I remember it was like, I got upgraded to first class. And it was, uh, you know, I gave my brother Owen all my first class coupons and stuff like that. <laughs> I asked him, and he goes, he said to me, very clever, he said, uh, you'll always fly first class as long as I can afford it. <laughs> well, he apparently could afford it for about three days. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I never, I never saw it coming. I felt, I felt uh, broadsided by uh, Vince. What I really think was going on at the time was that um, Hogan was uh, making overtures to go to Ted Turner and WCW, and Vince uh, started a panic and didn't want him to go. And so, and Hogan basically said, "Okay, well then I want the belt, and I want this, and I want that." Vince. Um, Kind of buckled and double clicked, double crossed me, and just uh, threw me, fed me to the dogs, and uh, gave the belt to Hogan. And uh, <clears throat> Hogan stayed for for temporary. And I was told when Hogan came into the territory, which was in the fall of that year, you know, a few months before, Vince had told me, he goes, "Don't worry about Hogan. He's got nothing to do with anything, and uh, mm-hmm. don't 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 worry about him because he's just here to promote a movie." He's doing a movie, and uh, we're going to put him in a tag match at uh, WrestleMania. And so Hogan was sort of a non-factor. He, he, and Hogan, funny enough, was a, a good friend of mine right up until that uh, you know, WrestleMania 8 or whatever it was, I think, in, uh, in uh, Indianapolis where I wrestled Piper. That was kind of when he, he stepped back after that. and uh, That was in 92, and that opened the door for me to... Uh, Russell Bulldog at SummerSlam, and then I won the title a few weeks later. But I never saw Hogan. He was out of the picture. That was when the steroid uh, scandal had broke. And mm-hmm. Any of the wrestlers that were on steroids uh, either got fired or and Hogan just stepped back and uh, sort of bowed out because he knew that uh, the drug testing was real and that uh, he, you know, he wasn't going to be around for it. And until he, I guess, he may have come back clean, I think. I don't know. I assume he did. But uh, I was told not to worry about Hogan, and Hogan, when he came back, I was thought, you know, he'll be really happy to see me as champion because he's always been around me. I've known <laughs> Hogan since I started, and I met him when he had his first matches. In fact, I gave Hogan some of his first matches. And I always thought, you know, he respected me as a worker, and um, 
you know, that when he saw me, he'd shake my hand and say, I'm glad they put the belt on you and that, you know, you're always a hardworking guy. And I thought he would be proud. He was not a big fan of Warrior, and I knew that. <laughs> um, but I thought, you know, Warrior kind of had it handed it to, handed to him. And uh, in my case, I thought I earned it. And I thought Hogan would uh, be very supportive of me. But when I did see Hogan, he completely blew me off. He never talked to me for the whole time he was wow. there. He hardly said a word to me. So when Vince dropped the bomb on me at WrestleMania, that uh, you're dropping the belt to Yoko, and then you're going to go out and you're going to cheer Hulk Hogan on to win your belt and defeat Yoko in a, uh, if you really look, think about it, it was pretty ridiculous sort of um, yeah. circumstances. And I remember I did it all. You know, I had no problem doing it. I didn't do what they asked me to do. But I, I remember Hogan was only my friend that day. Suddenly he was my friend in the dressing room and he was telling me uh, how much he, you know, that he appreciated what I was doing for him that day. And that uh, I can remember him looking at me and going, he goes, one of these days I'll be, I'm going to be happy to return the favor to you. <laughs> I looked at him and I said, uh, I looked him right in the eye and I said, I'm going to remember that. <laughs> and, we know uh, how to turn you know, that yeah. Has it come yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it never happened. Uh, you know, anyway, I, you know, I, he's I, got a windfall yeah. of cash. Maybe, you know, he could he could donate some to the Bret Hart Foundation as a as a favor or something like that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, for sure. well, good luck. <laughs> I have a better chance winning the lottery. So I, I got to imagine those uh, those words that Vince said, all those uh, the the uh, flights on coach, probably going through your head uh, right before WrestleMania 26. Then uh, a lot of it, sure. You know. Um, you know, I, I uh, you know, I've, I've patched things up with Vince now, and I think there's sort of a mutual respect. I think he's got a respect that I was the only guy that knocked him out. You know, I was the only one that ever stood up and said, fuck you. <laughs> you know, you lie to me and you say this, you say that. You know, there's a consequence eventually where, you know, I always think that, you know, like people talk about the screw job and, what I should have done and what should have happened and how I should have conducted myself. You know, they can all go to hell. And, you know, the only ones that walking around in Bret Hart's shoes that day was Bret Hart. Uh, mm-hmm. I had to think pretty fast. I had a bunch, a lot of guys scheming to destroy me and tear me down. And, uh, you know, and in a lot of ways they tried to do that. And I don't know that they achieved, but I mean, they, they, they were out, you know, whether it was Triple H, Sean, uh, Vince, uh, Jerry Briscoe, and all these guys that sort of planned this, little plan to, to, to tear me down and ruin me uh, in Canada that week. I mean, it all backfired. There was a documentary crew that caught the truth and exposed the truth. And, you know, the, the real the real truth of it, and uh, I, I, I say this just because it, it kind of came up, but, you know, they, Vince McMahon, after they screwed me and I walked back to the dressing room, you know, there's no cameras on anymore, even though there's a documentary crew, and I'm going, well, they don't even know what the hell they're filming. Like, they don't even know what happened either, you know, and I don't know what they filmed, and I don't know what kind of story they got. I didn't really, I didn't, to be honest, didn't care at the time. But I was really mad, you know, there's, you watch me walking in, and I'm, I'm so mad. I had a bunch of Japanese reporters walking with me, asking me questions about what ha- happened, and I'm just steaming mad. But I remember I was so mad, and then I just calmed down. And AJ maybe can relate to it, but there's a point where it's like, it's over. It's done. You know, there's nothing I can do about it. Whatever's in the, whatever was filmed, the cameras have all been turned off, and it's it's over. Whatever happened in the ring just now is, it's done, and I yeah. can never 
I could never do anything to change it. And so I calmed right down. I actually was trying to kick in Vince's door. I hit it with my shoulder to see if I could get it open. It was a solid, you know, four knocks and trying to get into that dressing room door. It was steel braced. And I just remember I hit it one time with my shoulder and then I calmed down. I say, That's it. It's over. It's done. And I completely calmed down. And I was very calm, even when I saw Sean in the dressing room after it, he pretended he didn't have anything to do with it. He was he was quite terrified. And the wrestlers, I can remember in particular Undertaker kicking things over and throwing you know, there was wrestlers outside the dressing room that were gonna have a riot. He was so many angry wrestlers because I was really respected by everybody and uh they felt just about as violated as I had felt and uh there was a real tension. I remember Undertaker slamming the door and goes, I'm going to go down and find out from Vince why he just did that because he's got some explaining to do. And he goes, I'm going to bring Vince down here and he's going to explain everything to, to you and me at the same time. And uh, he went down and he, I basically, I think he went down and knocked on Vince's door and uh, ordered Vince to come down and explain himself. And in those few seconds that all that was happening, Vince, I think, thought, you know, I'm going to, confront I'm going to go down and I'm going to confront Brett in front of everybody and I'm going to back him down or we're going to get into a little little it might get into a physical confrontation but I think Vince thought you know what's going to happen here is that it'll be a little physical confrontation all the wrestlers and his you know his sort of um, cronies that were around him at the time that were sort of uh, watching his back like Jerry Briscoe his kid Shane was there uh, Sergeant Slaughter was there, and I'm good friends with Sergeant Slaughter. He's one of the few guys that remembers that whole night that's left alive. But anyway, there was a lot of guys that were, you know, it's like they're all going to jump in. I, I almost sort of could have told you ahead of time, it's, it's ridiculous for me and Vince McMahon to actually get into a physical fight about this, and I didn't want anything to happen. I was done. I was shower, started to take a shower. <clears throat> but uh, Vince thought, here's my opportunity to stand Brett and back him down in front of everybody in the dressing room. And, uh, and show power, show strength, and show them that I'm not afraid to, to make decisions that uh, are not popular and I do what's right for the company or whatever his position was. And so the next thing you know, Vince does come down to the dressing room. And uh, I can remember Rick Rude and Davy Boy running into the shower. They're almost like excited, like little kids, telling me that Vince is waiting for me, Vince is waiting <laughs> for me. And all. You know, I remember going, tell Vince just to leave here because it's not, not a good situation. And, so he's just going to get hurt, you know, and it's not going to be me, and uh, he should just go. <laughs> but, you know, Vince was thinking, you know, this is going to work. This is going to work out good. I'm going to stand him down. Even if Brett comes at me, we're going to end up like in one of those little pull-aparts like you see in wrestling with, um, you know, a bunch of guys pulling you by the arms and pulling you apart, and Vince is maybe yelling at me, and I'm yelling at him, and then we both sit down, and it's like, that's the end of it. And, you know, I knew that. I said, this is just going to be end up being a pull apart. Nobody's going to get it. I'm not going to actually get anything accomplished out of uh, fighting Vince. If anything, he's going to look strong for standing up to me. And, uh, you know, that all ended up backfiring. I remember I came out of the dressing room and, uh, or out of the shower and saw Vince stand there. And I was, I always remember this. I started laughing at myself because I thought, I felt like just because I was stark naked. I had no towel. <laughs> The bulldog used to always steal my my towel out of my bag because he was on before me, and he stole my towel again, and I had no towel, so I ended up picking one off the floor. 
And I just remember it would have made for a pretty, if they ever do a movie on any of that kind of stuff, it looked pretty funny for me to be attacking. <laughs> but uh, I walked past him and I said to Vince, I said, you know, well, you know, I, I told him that if he didn't leave the dressing room, that he, he was going to get, I was going to knock him out. It's funny that I said I'm going to knock you out. I didn't say I'll punch you out or I'm going to, you know, I just said I'm, if you keep, if you don't leave now, I said you're going to get knocked out. And uh, he um, stayed in and kept trying to make his case that he had to do what he had to do and that uh, this all worked out for the best and uh, I'm going somewhere else. And he's, that was one of his lines. He said, uh, I've never had to lie to one of my talent ever before. And I'm thinking, you piece of shit. <laughs> I, I think I said that to him. I said, you lied to me. I named rattled off about 30 lies that he told me just that week. And uh, it was a very heated uh, um, situation. But uh, I remember I sat down in the cross room in the dressing room. And if you can visualize all this, we're in the dressing room. And he's on the opposite side. And he's got Sergeant Slaughter, um, Jerry Briscoe, his son Shane. I'm not sure if... Uh, there was a couple more agents there, but he had about five or six people sort of on his, watching his back. And uh, I had, to my left, I had Rick Rude, Owen was in the corner, uh, Davey Boy, Lightheart. Um, and to my right, I had Shawn Michaels, and, to, and I had Undertaker sitting there in between us. And I remember I sat down with a towel across my knees, and I started to get dressed, and then I put my underwear on, and I put my pants on, and I started to put my shoes on. And I realized when I was putting my shoes on that this is, you know, and as Jim Ross would say, it's nut cut time. You know, it's like uh, I got one more shoe to put on. I'm not going to put a shirt on because I know there's going to be a pull apart. So at least uh, they won't be able to grab my shirt and throw <laughs> me off. So I remember tying my shoelace, and I stood up. I looked at Vince and I said, "I said, so I guess this is it. It's like it's, we're going to actually fight here in the dressing room." I remember I picked my knee brace up, and uh, for a second, because I was that mad, I was pretty mad about what happened. But I remember I picked it up and I looked at it and looked at Vince, and then I said, "I don't need this," and I threw it back on my bag, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> but. Uh, um, anyway, so we, we came towards each other, and that's the thing is that Vince definitely came towards me. You know, like we came like two wrestlers that are going to tie up in the middle of a little dressing room. And, you know, and I think he had it all figured out. All the wrestlers are, everybody's just getting ready to pounce on both of us, and it's going to look great for him. They're going to pull us apart. He's going to be tell me, uh, you son of a bitch, and, you know, he's going to look pretty tough and stood up to me, and I'll be let off a bunch of steam and all everyone will think oh i got got off all my steam too and good for these guys to kind of let it out and i remember thinking that's not going to happen here you know and i we locked up like two wrestlers in a wrestling match um i put my left hand on his uh right shoulder and vice versa and i remember gripping his uh he had padded shoulder pads in his uh, suit jacket because 90s <laughs> yeah, and I, I, uh, I grabbed onto that with all my might with my left hand, and I remember I was, I was going to swing a right punch overhand, and uh, it would probably he would have hooked it himself or would have wouldn't have really done much damage. And after that first punch was thrown, everyone would have jumped on top of all of us, and it would have been over. But I instead uh, decided that nobody was going to grab my arm, so I sort of dropped my shoulder, my right shoulder, and. Uh, 
lowered my fist almost to my foot. And, uh, I came up between our two arms, right between us. <laughs> an uppercut. An uppercut that was a rocket launcher, man. I hit everything <laughs> I had. And it was like, it was like, I remember thinking this is 14 years of all the bullshit and all the lies and all the hard work and all the injuries that I taped up and all the days that I wrestled sick and all the Christmases I was away from my kids and all the, all the sacrifices that I've made for this guy and this company. And they can do that to me and just humiliate me uh, and lie to me and, uh, and betray me as, and try to do it as, 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 uh, harshly as possible. They want to really make an example of me that day and show that, you know, you don't fuck around with management. You don't, and you know, I, I came up between our arms and I knocked Vince out completely. I lifted him off the ground with my punch, popped him in the air. That's why he, uh, when he's watched that wrestling with shadows, he, he limps out of the dressing rooms because he actually rolled his ankle from, uh, coming back landed. down. Jesus. And, uh, I broke two bones in my, my hand. Um, uh, and just blow my left knuckle and uh, knocked him out cold. He was completely flat on his back, one punch. And then everybody jumped in just like I thought. Everyone pulled me off. And, you know, everyone, Vince was out cold, like just flat as, with his legs parted, like spread apart. He was like a big star on the ground. <laughs> uh, his arms were wide apart. He was just out cold. And I remember I sat down there. I was like in shock. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that I got it. I got one shot, and uh, he just paid the price. So many people and, were probably right. were like, "Yeah, Brett, good shit." Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I remember Jimmy Snook. I met him years later, and I remember he came up to me. Uh, and Jimmy was an old pro and an old guy I had a lot of respect for. But he came up to me and he goes, "Brother, I just want to shake your hand because you're the only guy that ever." The only guy that ever got to do what everybody talked about doing or wanted to do but never had the guts to do. Uh, wow. And it's, and it's true. You know, I always remember going, yeah, you know, I did that for everybody. And uh, <laughs> I've always had people second-guess me today and talk about how I marked out and believe my own publicity and forgot who did me, who made me, and blah, 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 you know. But, it, you know, I, I've never had any regrets. I always, um, I stand by it. I'm. I think the fact that I have a good relationship with Vince today, I think, says that he respects what I did too, and that uh, I had every right to do that. I think uh, the real reality of it is, is what they did to me that day is no way to do business. It's um, it's uh, goes against the grain. Everything that uh, they were doing to me, you know, is not the kind of thing you should ever do to another wrestler. I think they're much more. Um, professional now yeah if you look at what happened with cm punk you know they bent over backwards to try to accommodate him and try to smooth things over and you know they didn't try any screw jobs or anything like that on him and uh you know he just stood his ground he he listened to all the same things that they they told me like because they really gave me a lot of bullshit for a long time about things like my contract and how they were trying to squeeze me out and all these things. But they were very underhanded. With Triple H, uh, I'm sorry, with uh, CM Punk, they tried the, to to do it above board. Like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this. But you're still not going to be in the main event of WrestleMania. And, you know, I think um, a lot of what they, the tactics or things they tried to do to, 
to um, Punk, he didn't bite the hook. He didn't buy into what they were trying to sell him on. And, uh, you know, it, it, um, there was a guy, that's what I kind of love about Punk is that he stood his ground and took a position and, uh, and followed through on it. And they couldn't do a damn thing about it. But they couldn't screw him and they couldn't do anything about it. And I think it took Bret Hart to go through everything that he went through for someone like Punk to, to be leery and aware of the pitfalls that these guys are actually trying to lay for you and how they're trying to bring you down and uh, and ruin you if they can. That's interesting, uh, Brett. And we're talking to Brett Hart here on Jobbing Out. I-, I wanted to bring that up. You know, your name comes up. Wrestling fans say all the time, hey, if Bret Hart can patch things up with the WWE, then insert name here can. And you bring up CM Punk, and I wanted to ask you, and you also brought up Hulk Hogan, who was the other one I wanted to ask you. As someone who did ultimately end up coming back, can you envision guys like CM Punk, in very different circumstances this time around, a guy like Hulk Hogan ending up back in WWE's good graces before it's all said and done? Um, I don't think Punk, I don't see him coming back ever. I think he washed his hands of it. Um, um, he just seems like a very prideful guy that's just more stubborn. I was a pretty stubborn guy myself. I, mean, I think he's, maybe if he made enough money and uh, has all this pride and, um, and sort of how he stood stood up for himself and he I, I just don't see him ever going back punk was uh different than me i grew up in the business wrestling was my whole life not just part of it and, uh, it was everything it was tied in with family and uh, you know in a lot of ways then the reality of it for me was that as harsh as uh everything was that they did to me that day and i think triple h had a lot to do with you know um that whole screw job of why they screwed me and all was all sort of put into motion by him. And Vince went along with it. But I, I think that, um, I, know, I know Vince makes the final call and Vince is on the answers to that kind of stuff. But it was, it was a poor decision to make that they, that they did it that way because it didn't, it didn't have to go down like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But in saying all that, I mean, I, I wouldn't be talking to you now on the phone. It wasn't for all the good things Vince McMahon did do for me. He gave uh, me a chance to be sure. the champion. He made my dreams come true. He, you know, I was a kid that dreamed about being world champion wrestler when I was five, six years old, and uh, thought about that so many times in my lifetime. And uh, to end up someday being the champion, and for him to put all that uh, responsibility and trust in me, uh, you know, I, I appreciated all of that. And, and always will, you know, there'll always be a, despite all the things that have happened and whatever lies they told me and whatever lies they tell me down the road, I mean, I always, I always have a certain affection or fondness for Vince and what I would guess would call the good old days. And, and you know, it means a lot to me to, um, like even when I had this uh, cancer scare, I called Vince up and uh, told him about it. And he was very um, comforting and gave me a lot of advice. And, he was a real, uh, a real friend to me through that, uh, you know, that, that period. So, I mean, there's, there's tensions, always probably going to be tensions, probably even with Triple H and the company and mm-hmm. events in some ways over what they did. Sometimes I can wake up with my fists clenched, you know, and <laughs> want another shot at a couple of them. But, you know, in the end, it's, it's, uh, uh, you know, I appreciate what he has done. And that with Punk, 
I certainly respect what he did. And, uh, you know, he was right. I think he was right. There's a lot of wrestling, young wrestlers that uh, don't like Punk today because uh, that he, they think he uh, acted a little too spoiled and uh, should have been more grateful for what they gave him. But I don't think so. I think he, he gave everything he could to the business and the company. And, uh, you know, when they, you know, that's a little bit of my issue with WrestleMania this year is it seems like, um, it's not fair that all the wrestlers that are on the road doing the work and pulling the wagons kind of thing that are traveling every day and away from their families and doing all the, the grunt work are in the lower matches and the main event goes to Brock Lesnar who's on the road three days a year and Undertaker's on the road three days a year and uh, they just sit at home and train and get ready for these big pay-per-views and make all the money. Rock isn't even a wrestler and he's, he's going to get a payday. He'll make a payday. Rock will. That's more than someone like uh, Dolph Ziegler will get for the whole year, you know. And it's like, you know, Vince McMahon's wrestling. Uh, he's got his kid in, in the match with Undertaker. He's got uh, Triple H is the 1,000th time world champion. And it's <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's just kind of a, uh, there's a lot of nepotism right now in wrestling. And I, I, I don't, I, I think you got to take care of the, the horses that are paying, you know, pulling the wagon. And I think that's what Punk's whole argument was. And uh, I don't think he'll ever um, come back. I think he's, you know, hopefully going to have a good career in UFC. And uh, if that happens, he'll move on in a whole different direction. But I do think he's going to find out that uh, UFC is a lot different than pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot different. Um, Brett, when... Going back uh, with Hogan, did you want me to answer that? Yeah, one? yeah, if you, if you would. Um, with Hogan, like you said, it's a different set of circumstances. Uh, you know, he's bought, he got to come into a, the sounds looks like he's coming to quite a cash, uh, uh, yeah. you know, a nice, uh, little bonus there for being a racist. But, um, One could say that, you know, yes. <laughs> you know, I, I, I also understand that, and I tend to agree that that was an invasion of privacy. And, uh, Absolutely. You know what they, the, you know what they, the Gawker guys did was was wrong, and they're paying a price for it. And how much of a price is that? Uh, that's a, maybe a question that I don't know. 145 million seems it's a pretty, lot of money. Uh, pretty pretty freaking generous. That's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty but, steep. Uh, in saying that, um, you know, I think that the, the real truth of it is is that. Uh, you know, those statements that Hogan made, I mean, for me personally, I was offended by it. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, um, I'm a Canadian guy, but for years and years and years, uh, in, in the States, uh, I, I've been witness, you know, maybe cause I, I, uh, maybe cause I was Canadian, but I was a witness to a lot of American wrestlers, mostly Southern white American wrestlers that were either from Florida or Georgia or Louisiana or even Texas that were very racist and used the N-word pretty freely and behind the back of a lot of the, the black wrestlers. And uh, I was always offended by it. I always, always uh, made me uncomfortable. I didn't grow up in that kind of environment where it was okay to, to use those kind of words or to think on those kind of levels. And, you know, I think with guys like Hogan, just the case of him, being caught, and uh, there's a lot of wrestlers that do this, that have done, and still do the same thing. They talk, um, they talk that kind of uh, uh, bullshit, and 
you know, they don't look in the mirror and go, you know, I am a racist, when in fact you are a racist. <laughs> admitted to being a racist on the video. And, uh, you know, I think for all the money in the world, he he lost his, um, he's a guy that was a hero to children and well, that have grown up now, but to, to people all over the world, he was a hero. Uh, and I'm sure he had a, a lot of um, uh, black wrestling fans that, you know, idolized and worshipped him. And, uh, you know, I find what he did um, when he goes, when I see him on TV going, that wasn't me, that's not the real me, and all that. It's like, I say bullshit. That was the real you. That's, that's the real you I've seen, not just in you, but countless other wrestlers that, like I say, from certain parts of the country that always talked in that kind of uh, vernacular, and it's, it's not right. And uh, I'm glad that he stepped into that mess because uh, – I think he tarnished his um, his reputation and his, his uh, image for forever, and um, he'll never be a hero to me, and he'll never be a hero to you know. I have lots of reasons why I don't like Hogan. Hogan. <laughs> he's uh, he's a always been a liar. I mean, I, I can't think of hardly anything the guy ever said in his whole life that was true or honest. And uh, he's a, a a liar. He's a piece of shit, and he's um, you know. He's a rich piece of shit now. That's all it really. That's is. true. You can't. Yeah. You cannot. You cannot argue that he's definitely. Yeah. He's definitely got paid. Um, <laughs> but when we were talking about, like, I, I joke on the show and I call myself the main event, but yeah. you're a real main eventer. So, my last question to you would be: of all the matches you wrestled at WrestleMania. Uh, the Iron Man match. We've talked about this. Your favorite match. You love the Iron Man match because it's a classic. WrestleMania 13 with Stone Cold, another classic. Um, your match with Owen in WrestleMania 10, and your match with Yoko in WrestleMania 10. Oh, it's my favorite. You match mean ever. every match he ever wrestled? I mean, is. I mean, he has so many. He has so many great ones. What is your favorite WrestleMania match go. you ever had? Well, you know, I really liked. Um, <clears throat> I loved the Nasty Boy match that the Heart Foundation had back at WrestleMania 7. Okay. I mean, if you want to watch a really good tag match um that's one to watch uh the next year i took i fought piper um that was an awesome match yes. I, mean, I, I think roddy uh, you know before he died would always tell me that was his favorite match it was the only match he would watch back all the time um he would you know call me up and steve austin does the same thing but they call me up and go i got our match on <laughs> he goes it was a piece of work what a what a perfect match what a beautiful you know it was my favorite you know, I always loved that about Roddy, but uh, I think I got better as I went. Um, I got to say that probably, like, my brother Owen was a great memory, too, and Yoko. I think if you look at all of Yokozuna's matches, I won a WrestleMania 9 was the best one he ever had, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had lots of great matches at WrestleManias. I can tell you the worst one was, in fact, uh, and no discredit to, to, the, to my opponent, but Bob Backlund and that no-holds-barred or whatever I quit match I had was just such a farce. Roddy Piper was the referee or whatever mm-hmm. holding the mic. That at WrestleMania 11 was the worst match I ever had. And I told Vince, I said, it's going to be terrible. Not only do we not have pinfalls, which we desperately need pinfalls to make the match exciting. What you've done is handcuffed me and put me in a match where we don't have pinfalls. It's just submissions, which are quite boring. I said, and we only got so many that we can use. I told him, I said, this match is going to stink. <laughs> Bob has done everything... <laughs> We've already wrestled each other. We've done everything we can. And that's like six months later, like, okay, Bret Hart, Bob Backlund again. 
Like, and the, and I remember it was. I thought it was a disaster. I remember it was really, I really such a dis. I hung my head when that was over. I wanted to put my head in the ground. And uh, like I said, it's no discredit to Bob. I think he. We both tried hard. It was just a really lousy idea to put us together at WrestleMania and to put us together in a match where we were so handcuffed uh, to tell any kind of story, especially if you take out pinfalls. And, um, you know, it's funny, of all my WrestleMania payoffs, I won't say the amounts, but I got paid more for that match with Bob Backlund at WrestleMania 11 in Hartford, where I wasn't even one of the main events. That's funny. Than any other WrestleMania that I was ever in. <laughs> and I scratched my hand because I got a hell of a payoff. And I was like, well, why would they pay me so much for wrestling Bob Backlund? I don't know what it was But uh, anyway... Um, my real favorite match for, like, the number one favorite would have to probably, like I said, like you said, probably be the Iron Man match, but there's differences. You know, the Iron Man match, which was a great contest, you know, it was a, a case of two wrestlers that we were just starting to kind of rub each other the wrong way. And there's a little, you can see there's some tension in that match every once in a while. There's little moments where... Yeah, he tried to kick Sean. your head off your shoulders on that last sweet chip music. He yeah. tried to well, kick your a, head off of your shoulders. He really, yeah, he, little things like that happened all the way through the match. And there was a little tensions between, I remember him like having me in a, some kind of a, um, almost like a UFC arm bar where he was trying to break my arm, but he just had my arm. And I remember him scraping his motorcycle boots. Those are like motorcycle boots with buckles on them and stuff. I remember, he just dragged them right over my face a couple of times in the beginning of the match. I remember getting pretty pissed off about that, cut my lips up and stuff. And I was like, okay, so here's one right back. So I think I stomped him on the head as hard as I could. And it kind of went from there to another, like tit for tat all the way through the match. But anyway, it was a case of, um, it really was designed to, for Sean to run circles around me in that match. They put me in uh, matches leading into WrestleMania. They put me with Undertaker. They put me with Kevin Nash. They put me with Yokozuna. I was wrestling all the big guys, and uh, you can't get cardio when you wrestle those guys. You can just get you just get beat up. I'm getting <laughs> choke slammed. I'm getting body slammed by Yoko as hard as I can through the mat. I got Kevin Nash power bombing me, but I'm not doing any cardio. No running. No. I can't get ready for an Ironman match. It's real. I was very limited in how I could, and I'm on the road every day wrestling these matches. So it's really hard to, I mean, I could have a match, but I mean, have an hour match going full blast with a guy that's sitting at home running football stadium steps and doing upside down sit-ups and he's got a trainer and he's just, he's just gearing up and Vince has designed all this to have, he wants Sean to outclass me and finally take the torch from my hand and be the 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 new king kind of thing and uh they sent me to india like three weeks before wrestlemania i was in india and i was always in kuwait i remember being sick and throwing up in my sink and uh shitting on the toilet at the same time being so sick and going how the hell am i going to wrestle Shawn michaels for an hour and three three weeks from now it's i can't do it and i came home from all of that and I trained and I pushed myself I would train do my own cardio in the in the mornings and then wrestle that night sometimes I had um, two shows a day and I wrestled and worked out uh, in between and somehow I can just tell you I got myself ready for that match and uh, and so when I showed up that day I was I was um I was 
ready to go. I was ready to go an hour with Sean. I don't even know if I knew I was ready to go an hour, but I realized halfway through it that I was, I felt pretty damn good. And, you know, they weren't able to outclass me, and Sean wanted me to be scooping me off the mat and sort of making me look, you know, when Jim Ross would be talking about Brad Hart, she's so tired, he can't get up, and, you know. You know, he wanted to kind of, you know, have people go, yeah, finally there's somebody that outclassed him. And uh, it didn't happen, um, and the match was what it was and the storyline what it was. But I always say it was a great match, but it was a contest of two wrestlers trying to outshine each like out, outshine each other for 60 minutes. And that makes a great match. And to this day, I, I told you this when we met in Baltimore, I legitimately screamed at my television <laughs> when Gorilla Monsoon told said that there had to be overtime. And to this day, that is the biggest bullshit call <laughs> in the history of wrestling. I don't care what anyone says. Nobody said anything about overtime before the match started. If Sean doesn't beat Brett, Brett doesn't have to beat Sean. If Sean doesn't beat Brett because Brett's the champ, uh, at 60 minutes, it's Brett's belt still. I don't give a shit what anyone says. And here you thought I AJ was a wrestling agree. nerd. <laughs> same with, same with uh, you know, when I won the Rumble with Austin, uh, like uh, that same year. Uh-huh. Or no, mm-hmm. I guess a year later in, uh, in 97, just before the, the WrestleMania. But, I mean, technically, I know it's all storyline. And, and, in fact, brilliant storyline, but they – I dumped everyone out, and then Austin, who I'd already been dumped out, comes in and dumps me out, and he gets to win. Yeah, I never understood that, how they justify that. And when I used to rag about being being screwed over, I mean, I was you were, my fans. You had a legit gripe. I, I got screwed over even now when I see, like, they go uh, WrestleMania. The winner was, uh, I don't know, if they, I guess they say it was Steve Austin was the winner of the 1997 Royal Rumble. That's, that's a, that ain't right. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, we'll work to get the record books yeah, changed. Yeah, we got to get that changed. Uh, and I just man. say, you know, I know we're getting on the time here. But yeah. When I talk about the great matches, that was a great contest, the one with Sean. But really my favorite match, because it was a work, it was a case of um, two wrestlers going out there and, and working together and cooperating and, 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 and trying their best to tell a story and... and it's all about the match and the two wrestlers, and we're working together to tell the story. WrestleMania 13 was always my favorite. It's, yeah. it's a, it is a masterpiece. Everything right down to Austin kicking me in the crotch, and uh, you know the swing, the where the bell was, and how uh, you know the bell came into play, and yeah. how I whacked him with the bell at the end. It's all that was in contrast to the Sean one. That was a case of um, that was a beautiful movie that we made, and. Uh, you know, no animals were harmed in the making of that movie. I can remember Steve and I, you know, we came back and hugged each other after the match. And we were, you know, he'll call me to, like I said earlier, he'll call me up and thank me for that match and tell him how she loves watching it over and over and over. And for that reason, I would take that match over the Iron Man just because it wasn't a contest of two guys trying to outclass each other or trying to outperform each other for 60 minutes, which is, which is great and has a great, is a great match to watch for that reason. But, this is the other one. This is what wrestling's all about, is two guys working together and telling a story together. And that's what I loved about the match with Austin. So that would probably be my all-time favorite. That's awesome. So the uh, the birth of my son, the time I got married, and the time that Bret Hart spent an hour <laughs> chatting with us here on Jobbing Out the week of WrestleMania. They go right up there in the top three for me. Uh, Bret Hart, let me uh, let me get some plugs in for you, sir, because uh, we owe you more than that. We <laughs> owe you about as much as we possibly can. On Twitter, it's at Bret Hart. 
Um, you have a podcast, we know, because AJ was a part of it that you do with your sons, uh, and that can be found through WrestleZone Radio, correct? Yeah, the Sharpshooter Show. Absolutely. And you've got a uh, a sale going on in the store right now for WrestleMania week, right? Yeah, we're trying to, there's a portion of the proceeds from all my t-shirt sales go to the prostate, Calgary Prostate Center, which uh, has no funding and... Uh, I'm trying to give back to the people that uh, helped save me. I'll be sure to cop a few of those. Yeah, we're all going to make a visit over to (laughs) BretHart.com today, and we're going to pick up some shirts. Actually, I see right here, free Hitman T-shirt with the purchase of pink or silver Hitman shades. Pretty sure we're going to be taking advantage of that one. (laughs) Pretty sure we're doing that. Uh, Brett, seriously, uh, an unbelievable thrill and honor. Thank you so much for taking the time for us. And, uh, and seriously, we cannot wish you anything better when it comes to the, the great news that you've gotten on your health. We're just so happy for you there, man. All right. Well, I appreciate it. It was great talking with you guys. And AJ, I hope I see you soon. I hope you got all that stuff I sent you. Oh, yeah, I did. And I've already started reading the book. And I, but the thing, the funny thing is, I'm such a Bret Hart nerd that, the both of the DVDs you sent me, I've already seen. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I will more than likely watch them again. Well, hopefully uh, when the season starts up, you can make sure uh, that Russell, gets, uh, Russell Wilson gets all the stuff. Oh, no, I, he already has it because I left it in his locker. I sent him a text, told him it was there. He already has everything. That's awesome. So, yeah. Uh, and, he, he, was, uh, he was a class act, uh, Russell Wilson. I really uh, – I mean, he was one guy that – you know, I was a big fan – before I met him, and when I met him, it was like, wow, he's 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 normal. He's a really nice yeah. guy. <laughs> and all you guys, all the, I, it was a big night for me. I have to say again that I really appreciate uh, how nice all the Seahawk uh, football players were to me, and the coach, and everybody who took special time with me and my sons that day. And uh, I'll never forget that. That was that was great stuff. And uh, I hope I'm happy to repay you by being on the show, and I'll. Uh, you get a chance to do it again. Oh, you are yeah. definitely going to be invited back. <laughs> for sure. Also, like I said before, I told your sons, I told you this on your show, whenever you guys want to come to Seattle, there's an open invitation. If I'm there, you are more than welcome to come to the facility. You are more than welcome to come to a game. It'll be a it's great drivable. time. Yeah, for sure. All right. Brett, thank you again. Take care, you guys. Thank you, Brett. All the best. Oh, my God. I'm so totally fangirling. (laughs) That was fucking awesome. I I, kind of want to use, he's a piece of shit. He's a rich piece of shit. That's the headline, right? No, no, no. Just in my everyday conversation. Uh, Just try to work that in as much as I can. Wow. Um... I, I don't. I don't what know. a show! I don't know what we do here. What a show! Yeah, we should leave you in charge of producing more often. I mean, Holy <laughs> hell! I mean, we, I, said, we last night we texted. Hey, hold on, just so we're all yeah. clear. You, people ask why I call myself the main event. Yeah, well, you, Here's you the came through this week. It's WrestleMania week. We want to have a big show. Yeah. So I booked Brad Maddox because yeah, you did. We're friends. Yeah. I booked Bret Hart. Yeah, because you're friends. friends. That's true. And our. Celebrity guest picks was from Tori. Technically, Smith. that was your idea, Glenn. I and give and you I know Tori, and I told you I would have been happy to text him as well. But you were worried he wouldn't have done it, and I, so you coerced. And I coerced yeah. him. You you, you have this dirty little secret skeleton that yeah. you can pull out. Say, okay, I'm gonna tell this stuff. I do have Unless... one juicy secret about Tori that the public does not know, Ooh. and that will stay a secret Ooh. because I am not. I mean, he's Russell. right. Well, I was and it'll, say. it'll stay a secret until he stops. Let's make sure we say this very clear. AJ is not saying he knows something about Tori similar to what D'Angelo Russell oh, knew about no, Nick Young. No. Let me make sure I make that <laughs> yeah, abundantly no, no, clear. No, I just so that he doesn't just, just means he's not gonna be a rat. I'm just, just not. A, I'm just not a snitch. Right. I hear you. All right. Uh, let's do a couple of things. Let's um, let's plug Tori's celebrity game. 
on Saturday. Yes, at Royal Farms Arena. In Baltimore, you can still either get tickets for yourself. Or buy tickets for underprivileged kids. That's that's, what I did. That's awesome. That's what you need to do is you need to go buy a couple tickets and donate them to kids who would love the opportunity to go. You might say, dude, watching football players play basketball, like, no thanks. Dude, that would be a dream. And also go to my YouTube account. YouTube.com slash AJFrancis96, where you can see me make an amazing game-winning bucket last year <laughs> in the, the Tory Smith. Tory Smith technically, it wasn't game-winning. It gave us the lead, and then we got cheated. It was kind of like a booking, like a oh, like a dusty booking. Yeah. Dusty finish? Yeah. It was a dusty finish, but it was a game-winner when I made it. Well, that's, that's all that matters. That's all, all right. that matters. <laughs> so, uh, ToriSmith.org is where you can go to get your tickets. Appreciate him and his grandmother for doing the picks. Huge thanks to Brad Maddox, who was awesome, made picks with us. Bigger thanks to Bret Hart, who we may never be able to thank enough for uh, just how awesome he was. Um, yeah, so you guys get to go to de- uh, like this is the this is the part for me, right? Or like this is the highlight of my week. You guys get to get on a plane and Tomorrow. go to Dallas. Yep. Tomorrow I leave yeah. to go and to Dallas. And you get to watch wrestling for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> I have to drive to Lynchburg, Virginia to call a cross game on oh, it's Saturday. Oh, it's a very beautiful city. It's yeah. six months I'll, there. Yeah, I'll have a lemonade while I'm there. That's that's going to be like my, I mean. Hey, they have a Sonic down there. Oh, good. They have a Sonic. <laughs> that's totally exactly the same that'll as be being the same a takeover. Thing as, yeah, that'll just yeah. be the same exact thing as being uh, uh, fourth row at the Lynchburg Stadium. What's that? Where, at Liberty or? No, it's at, uh, it's a game is at Lynchburg. Oh, Lynchburg College. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know what? It's just as good. I assure you, it's just as good. All right. We will, we will be at what? Wally Mania Sh- while he's doing just that? Shut up, all of you. Just shut Once up. Once again, okay? if you see me or Aaron at anything, do Buy not hesitate drinks. to come up, say hi, tell us you love our show, even if you don't. Um, and and buy a beer and buy me a drink absolutely and, and we'll be and what will they get out of it absolutely not the, a picture if you no I usually no I'm usually the person that if you buy me a drink I'm usually buying more than one for yeah it's true. yeah yeah I it's usually you, you, you buy a cheap beer he'll buy you a shot of Patron that's, that's how it works. actually <laughs> usually what happens okay yeah. okay <laughs> um, all right let's get uh, our plugs in uh, AJ you're on Twitter AJ Francis four one zero Anything else? Uh, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, right? We just said that and yeah. on YouTube. Aaron, um, as far as Rolling Stone, Baltimore Sun Rolling coverage. Stone, I will have my, uh, ga- my WrestleMania preview with a focus on the gambling aspects yeah, coming out in Rolling Stone soon. And uh, I'm sure I'm going to have a lot of post-WrestleMania articles coming out. I haven't decided exactly how I'm doing it. I might every night for the Baltimore Sun file a story or I might just do something big at the end. But expect a lot of WrestleMania coverage from me in the next uh, couple weeks. I know I'm going out before Ring of Honor. I'm going to get to talk to a lot of guys. Some of them will be here next here, from next week. Yeah. Yes, here, you'll be hearing on this podcast. Others will be for just print form. But you'll you'll get a lot of content over the next two weeks. Well, it's all downhill from here, boys. I got bad news. This was good, almost too good. I don't know that yeah. we can love up to it. Uh, at uh, by the way, you're on Twitter at the Aoster. We're on Twitter at Jobbing Out Show. And like I said. I'll be trying to post pics from uh, Dallas all weekend long from that account, so definitely follow us there. And the email is? Jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. Uh, I'm at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, glennclarkradio.com. Uh, this was fun. <laughs> this was, it, it's a little Good. bit different. This really, this feels like the start to WrestleMania week. Right? This is how WrestleMania week should be. Uh, I hope that you guys will come back next week. Cause we do a good show even when we don't have Bret Hart and Brad Maddox. Like, last week at the end of the show we were like, dude, that was really good. Yeah. This week we're like, oh my god. The last, the last month of shows that yeah. I've been here for, every time I've been like, man, that's a great show. And that, yeah, none some- of them are, <laughs> like, this week was just the greatest show ever. No freaking doubt, man. 
All right. Well, for uh, everybody, for uh, Tori and his grandma, for Brad Maddox, for Bret Hart, for Aaron Oster, and for the main. I'm not even going to do it because Bret, yeah, Hart, yeah, Bret Hart was Bret on the show. Hart, very, show. very good point. The main Carter. Carter, <laughs> Carter. Hey, Francis. I am Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Enjoy WrestleMania.